www.pncradio.fm following program is intended for mature audiences Yo, 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 internet, you are tuned in. Internet. To the Combat Jack Show featuring Dallas Penn. Not the ghost Dallas Penn, the real Dallas Penn in effect. Live flesh and blood. Live and direct. Not live and direct, but live and direct. Not Peter Oasis, but live and direct. Yes. What's up, Dallas Penn? Combat. What's going on, Combat? When was was Peter Oasis' birthday? A couple days ago. Get the fuck out of here. I'm telling you. Yo, hey, 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 you little Hold on. It was Oasis. It was o- Peter Oasis' it was birthday. Peter Oasis' birthday. And I, you know what? Did you wish him a happy birthday? Absolutely. Oh, Meet him and friends on Instagram. Oh, okay. Wow, what a beautiful day. That's crazy. Y'all are friends on Instagram, but in real life, y'all don't like each other. No, no, no. They, no, they like each other right now. Oh, they, oh, they like each other now? Yeah, okay. they like each That's other good. right That's now. Good. That's good. That's good. Peter Oasis is a good dude. Dallas, how you been, man? Combat, man. Listen, I've been loving the show while I was in Atlanta, listening to the show, loving the show. Have you? Oh, no question. No question. What you think of our um, High Times episode, man? Man, listen, I, I'm mad that I missed every single show. I'm mad that I missed Young Guru. Young that Guru. Was, that was a classic episode. Yes. The High Times episode. Y'all was in here getting fucked up. And then last week, Chef Roble. Mm. 
Chef Roble, B. I think some of y'all pulled your pants down and got the... Easy, 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 easy. Got a little treat, got a little easy. treat. Easy, easy, easy. But I mean, when I when I touched down when easy, I touched down last no, week, man, no when I touched down last than, week, fam, there's no treats other than I wanted to come here. I wanted to come here. Pause, pause. Yo, hey. And the studio <laughs> with y'all. It's but I had to I had to go I had to go back to the crib. I had to go back to the crib with Chocolate Snowflake, and 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 I had to eat her pussy. <laughs> I had to do that. Isn't that uh, too much information? B? I have been away. For two weeks, three weeks. Well, well I've been here. off the show for three, right, right, three, three episodes, weeks, right but now. I have been away for two straight weeks. Right, and like you know what? That's that's miss you sex right there, which you can't beat. It's primal. Have you made Have you made up with with Miss Combat? Uh-huh. Combat? I don't even want to talk about that. You need to eat some pussy, Combat. Oh, wow. hey, I mean, you got four kings. You got four kids, brother. You have eaten pussy. Let's easy. not act like you easy. haven't hey, eaten hey, pussy. Hey, hey, easy. First, I mean, this is Women's History Month, easy. Internet. Easy, easy, easy. If you can't talk about eating pussy and loving it, okay? Easy. Easy. I had period punch last week. Mm. How's your mom's, man? <laughs> Can I tell you something? Can I tell you something? You went to Atlanta to visit I, your mom's. I've been with my mom for two weeks. I've never, Internet's never, ever, ever eating my mother's pussy. Easy. Okay? <laughs> but when I was a younger dude, I did hear my mom and dad have sex. I did. I was witness to that. And I heard it. And I thought my dad... I thought my dad was beat. I didn't see it. But I heard it. And it was very... The sound was graphic. So you thought your dad was abusing your mom? I, I thought there was a problem going on. Because they do argue. They have argued. I mean, that's what parents broke, do, too. Broke plates and shit and glasses? Well, I mean, you know, I mean, arguing. You know, right, whatever right, parents right, do, right, all that shit. Right, right, right. But um, I, I learned... I was a young dude, but I learned that that's what, you know, that's what adults do. Adults that's what, that's what we do. have sex. Yeah. With each other. Yeah. Do you have sex around your kids, Combat? Um. <laughs> have you had sex when they're in the house? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We lock the door. Lock the door. But yeah. I mean, is it loud? I mean, is it is it like? Nah, because we got too many. Kids. Okay. Okay. So y'all keep it kind of y'all so keep we it got smooth and clandestine. Quiet storm. You bring. So Combat, you bring the quiet storm. Quiet storm. Okay. Frankie Crocker. Soft and warm. Frankie Crocker. The quiet mm. storm. Mm. WBLS. Teddy Pendergrass. Okay. WBLS, man. What's been going on, man? I mean, listen, Combat. I'm. <laughs> it never stops, man. It never stops. It man. Never stops. It's good to have you back in the booth, man. Good to be back with y'all, man. You know, speaking of which, um, I, I, you know, I, I just got a call two days ago. These cats want to want me to speak on this panel mm. um, in June, mm-hmm. and it's about hip hop and homophobia. Mm. And I'm starting to realize that most of the people on the panel are gay, lesbian, and transgender. Mm. And I'm going to be the heterosexual person giving my opinions on gays and hip hop. Oh, really? So it's really interesting that, um, you know, being... How you know everybody on the panel is gay? Because that's what they led me to believe when okay. they were talking to me. And they why said, they, why they why they asked you to come then? Why, they, they, why they, they didn't get go for like a gay blog dude? Because I think they have... Uh, an, an openly gay blog dude. I think they have gay people, enough gay people on the panel. Okay. And they wanted somebody on the panel. They want to get a breeder opinion? They wanted a breeder opinion. Somebody okay. they felt respect. Because I mean, let's be honest, Combat had respect. For you that. might be gay, <laughs> yeah. but you're definitely a breeder. You have I, kids. Okay, I, I'm not gonna deal with this right now. Okay, I'm just. I'm, I don't even. I don't even want to ever have to say I'm not gay. You understand? No, what I mean, I'm we're not. We're not. We're not here. To, we're not judgmental here at the Combat. But I'm Jack saying show. though that I, it's just really interesting that I'm gonna be on this panel, and mm-hmm. here we are. 
you know, playing the pause game on this end of the road. So mm. it's just it's pretty interesting, you know yes. what I'm saying? Yeah, that is interesting. And I and I in a in, in a certain sense I do feel honored because you know, as slanderous as I can be sometimes in jest sure. about that lifestyle, sure. I think people still can realize that, you know, I don't really mean, you know, I'm, I'm sure. not homophobic like that. Combat, I imagine that in 2012, you could be the voice that finally, like, like grabs people and says, listen, it's fucking 2012. 2012. All right. And gay people do everything on this planet, including, everything. including have kids. Yes. They, I, as a matter of fact, I know a lot of gay people that have kids. So, so I mean, the, the idea of always kind of taking hip hop and saying hip hop is is a place where people can't be gay that that day should have been that day should have ended back in 1979. No uh, I mean, you know, I don't know if it should have ended in 1979, but it should end now, for the most part. Yeah, I mean, I mean, for the most part. What do you have to say, pause deputy? I mean, listen. Um, your sisters are gay. You yeah, have two sisters that are gay. That's correct, yeah. And and actually, the, one of them is, ha- is having kids. They're having twins. So you're about to be an uncle. Yeah, they're having twins. Having? Having, yes. Yeah, they're having twins. She was in, in, inseminated by somebody's... Yeah, by, somebody's was she insem- Was she inseminated by her wife's... Ah, wait, hold up. I know a couple. A, a, a lesbian couple. Mm. And the, the one that carried the baby... Was inseminated with her wife's brother's seed. Uh, that, that, that's crazy. Premium, did you get your sister pregnant? No, that is not. So my did term. you get your sister's that, wife pregnant? That is no, no. My sister is carrying. Oh, your sister. You got your sister pregnant, premium? <laughs> get the fucky! Get the fucky! <laughs> the fuck is going on here? The fuck did I come back to? <laughs> Yo. Um, Holy shit! Are we gonna discuss this issue, A King? Or are we not gonna discuss it? Um, I don't think it's nothing to discuss. Shout out to sell the sell crack the kids. Yo, you know I, first, what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, you know, you apologize um, to him. Well, you know, I, it seems to be some kind of uh, misunderstanding. You know what I'm saying? Going on or whatever. I tried to uh, 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 initiate some resolution today, um, and 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 in, in the process, it was something that was an oversight. That spilled over to, you know, a, a, a crazy email. But it wasn't crazy, in my opinion. In, in, in Feelings, King's were, opinion, hurt. Feelings um, were hurt. Bothered, but um, you know, I, you know, I, me and you, we had a powwow about it. And um, you know, one thing is for certain that uh, you know, I definitely want to reach out to dude um, and speak to him. You know, what I'm saying so. You know, we can. This is so pause worthy. So we can hear the tones and the voice. With a calm situation, because I think that you know sometimes you know he's on the internet, so like we on the internet, but you know we need we just need to talk it out. But I shout out to Cell Tech, crack the kids and combat internets. If you don't know, well, you probably know right <laughs> oh, now. I, our iTunes account is dead. <laughs> Deceased, is it? And our I, iTunes account has been dead for how long now? For about three, four weeks now. Yeah, about, about a month now, oh, and. You know, the, internally there were some concerns as to whether we should keep it or not, keep it up or not. You know, especially with Homeland Security cracking down on internet sites. You know, having music on their, you know, unlawfully on their sites. 
Ben Hameen is our prime is our prize DJ. He does a great job every week. Yep. And he's already been to jail. And he's already been to jail. <laughs> so he's, it's not like we want Ben Hameen the to, fo- to the, the folks at this establishment felt that because he was playing music that we didn't own and and and, and have a copyright over that we that, that we were putting or a license to rebroadcast license to rebroadcast that, that we were putting this station at risk. So then we're not really a radio the, station. The, the, are we? the station decided to to dead the iTunes account. Hold on for a second. Did, didn't the, you just you just opened man, up the, something huge right there? The now. manner in which they did it was unceremonious. You know, was unbeknownst to some most of us. That was an A King word. Um, <laughs> sell crack to kids. Uh, our Canadian uh, Numenati member has been hosting. And maintaining our iTunes account, he's been maintaining our account for over six months. He's our he's our offshore connect correspondent. Correct. He wakes up one day and all of his work is gone, and rightfully his feelings are hurt. I mean, I mean, what, what's his work again? Huh? What's his work? I don't know. Putting up with the shows on iTunes. Oh, because I'm not. Are you doing it? I mean, I'm, what's I his work? That's not his work. I wasn't doing it. He's our offshore bookie. He was putting up the shows. Okay, okay. I mean, I'm day, not, not, not to deal with him. From day one. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. From he, day, he went back. He went He went and created an iTunes account for the show. And every week updating it. And loyally. Add, loyally. Adding new, you know, adding new Can language. I say fastidiously? Or fastidiously. Would, that be, would that be an A-King word? As a matter of fact, there was one time when he felt that he was going to be late and he emailed all of yeah. us and he apologized Damn. so formally. Respect. The guy respect. is great. respectfully. The respect. Respect. Sell crack to kids. Yeah, the most professional. So today he sent me an email and it was like, yo, apparently, you know, some of us didn't respect or put that much value in the iTunes account. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I said, from now on, you know, you don't have to deal with A-King about this. You could deal with me. Mm. And I apologize for any disrespect from any of our colleagues. Mm-hmm. And A-King had a problem He felt that I threw him under the bus mm. Yeah, you did But I know for a fact, A-King You really never necessarily was feeling the iTunes So we gotta account. rehash this at, uh, conversation I, You know, hey That man, is not ther- true This is therapy this Last week you was in the car bumping Listen. Bumping, bumping. Um, what was what's the what's the what's the what's the what's the service the, the, the service that we use? Oh, SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Use bumping SoundCloud in your car. Talking about fuck it, we don't need iTunes. Yeah. All right, so check was it he out. doing that or not? Yeah, he was doing that, right? Listen, no, 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 no. First of all, if I had i if I had an iPhone, I would be doing. I, I probably I don't know which one I would use, but I see. I, I listen. I totally understand. My whole problem was in that email, which. You know, I sent him the joint so he could do his thing, and then apparently it wasn't. You, you know, didn't follow he, his specifications, and, and, and it was which he really took yeah, the well, time out to spell out. I, I mean, I work for, I, you know, I'm you my, work my, for my, a living. My, so does he? My, no, my my W two, but none of. I mean, at the end of the day, look, don't stumble either. You power through. My it. issue was more so with you for apologizing to him about the yo, way you if, disrespected if, if, him. If I read that email in this room, read it. Nah, I won't. I won't. Read it. It's not. It, 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 I, read it. I, I think it's. It, ben Hameen, you read the email. I think you read the email. I think yes, I did. I didn't fact, see that email. I, 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 I didn't see that email. Ben I was Hameen, on what, that thread. What, what'd you think? I thought that uh, sell to, sell crack to kids was hurt. Right. He's, he sounded a little hurt. And, yeah, and if he felt hurt, who would he be? Who would he feel hurt from? In this what? room, who would he feel the hurt from the most? Me. Combat Jack. I raped him. He would feel the hurt from me. Oh my god, this is crazy. I would think so because I mean, well, I mean. It depends, you know. I think he would feel hurt and disrespected from everyone involved in the show because he didn't really get the update, and you know his work was taken out. And as he says, he put in over two years of work. Pardon me, two years of work. I mean, two years. 
I know who comes here every Wednesday. You know, see, this is where we go back to that because we talk Shots about putting work. Like, who are we? I mean, we we gonna we gonna evaluate everyone in here, and that's not in this room that I didn't know was a part of the show. I'm gonna tell you what. I'm gonna tell you what. If if <laughs> Cell Cracks the kids wants to know his splits. We can definitely, you go. We can you, definitely you give can him, really some him some splits. Well, we can definitely yeah. give him some splits. Well, apparently now, since his whole work has been erased, his work unceremoniously, you know, the pimper and the pimpy. Anyway, so 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 that so so that's the issue. That's oh, the issue that we've been oh, having, and A King's been mad at me. I'll be and, a man and about and shit. A King and I have had arguments off air, mm-hmm. away from all of you Listen. guys about the iTunes account. Mm-hmm. I feel the iTunes account are very necessary because I think our fans and our listeners like the downloads. I never listen to our show. I got to tell you something. Whatever the fans and listeners like, that's good for them. Whatever we can do as as a as a unit, as a team, yeah. that's, that's good for us. Yes. I would love for us to get back onto iTunes. Of course. You know what I mean? We're but not- if we if we can't be there right now, then we can't be there. But I think there's always. I think iTunes. we can always do it. Mm-hmm. There's always. We, there's no such thing as can't. Okay. And if we were on there before, we can get on there again. Okay. That's what I'm saying. You don't. So, give, so we're not working hard enough. I, I don't to, think you to provide, keep that channel. I don't Yo, think you, you provide know, a service. You know what's lost? I don't in think all you this? provide a service. And once your customer becomes accustomed to the service, you take away that service. You, you know what I'm saying? It's okay. Okay. But now, what's lost in all of this nonsense is that. But you I don't dude, say customer on, either, though, because customer is, is customer means that there's also a uh, there's also a transaction. But there know? is a transaction. What's what's the transaction? <laughs> we provide content. Our listeners download it and they add to our numbers well, and our audience, and that gives us cachet down the line to cut whatever deals we're trying to cut. Shit it on the SoundCloud okay. fan base. Wow. Okay. But you know, at the end of the day, what's lost in all this crap? I, I prefer cash over cachet, but I mean, of course. I mean, I mean, Matt Raz, you've had a comment about our iTunes being down, right? I mean, I just saw a number of people between the Facebook page that we have for the show and just different comments I've seen on Twitter where people actually just didn't know what was up with the show at all. As far as they knew, the show had broadcast. Exactly. Exactly. Um, you know, I mean, let him finish. Let him finish. The other thing is, there's people who aren't as technologically savvy. SoundCloud very easy to use, but iTunes is a familiar platform. For, I mean, my mom uses iTunes. My mom doesn't listen to the show, but. So but she listens to iTunes. Right. Have you ever had? So, so let me ask. Have you, you ever had the experience of listening to your parents have sex? Uh, <laughs> not my parents. My mom and my stepfather. Okay. Those are parents. Those are parents. Fourteen or fifteen. Fourteen That's awesome. That traumatized. That's awesome. At the end of the day. I mean, yeah, it was a little bit traumatizing. Like the next day, we went to the park, and it was haunting. Honestly, you know, the noise in my head echoed. They were having I mean, sex maybe, in the park. I think that was maybe. I think. I think at the end of the day. Yeah, there there was a few people. Um, shout out to real, what's his name, the console, the real console. Mm-hmm. We we had a conversation on the back on the back on DM. You know what I'm saying? I told him expect it later on today because I sent dude the shit. Now, granted, I don't just sit there in the in, in the computer and and, and and say okay, you know how can I serve somebody that I some some person in Canada? You know what I'm saying? But I said let me let me make this let me. Wave the olive branch, send the joints or whatever. He caught a fence. I don't know why. He didn't catch a fence. And, and my thing was, if it was, if it was an issue, you should bring up the issue. Say, yo, this ain't it, but yo, thanks. Can you do this? Whatever. And then that would have been it. You, you and him took this whole shit to a whole nother. I just feel it was a little too late. And then I got too- thrown under the bus 
Yo, somebody just wrote, hard body. must have stock in SoundCloud. I know, right? You see how it goes hard for SoundCloud, right? Yo, but at the do end you, of the day, you, what you got to understand, got we, SoundCloud. SoundCloud is a subscription that's paid that he relies on. He's the pimper and he's the pimpy. I mean, the see, once you start using that language it's again. It's true. Once you start using that Why don't you just call him a hoe? Shout out to, um, uh-huh. huh? I said, why don't you just call him a hoe then? Call him a hoe then. Nah, nah, nah. Since nah, you're nah, using those no, terms, pimper and pimpy, those derogatory just, terms uh, implies hoe. I'm using to that. To somebody yeah. that's giving I'm us, using, providing more. us services. No, 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 no. I'm using that as an Tra- analogy. Gratuitously. saying sell crack the kids. Scallywag. Shout out to sell crack the kids. It's nothing but love. But, you know, ain't no shots fired or nothing like that. Now, as for you, Combat, my issue was, like I said, I, <laughs> and it's 20 minutes past the joint, but my issue was that you didn't even consider... What happened earlier in the day in terms of me reaching out I didn't know what happened earlier in the day. He sent you, he, 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 he forwarded you. The, that was, he replied. I don't know what happened earlier in the day. You, that, you move in mysterious ways, A King. The email he sent you was the email that I sent him. So I didn't see, I see didn't it? see your email. That was it. That was the your, email. You move in look mysterious ways, A King. No, but that was looking at the subject. A line. King, I read the content of this email. And you were not, there was nothing written by you. Yeah. So you, you moved. Didn't look, oh, you never told God. me. Once again, dude, everything I do yeah. with this show, I let all you motherfuckers know. My dude, listen. You move in mysterious, clandestine ways. I didn't have to mm. tell you because you we already to talked about it. Like, I, sometimes you do shit and I get spooked because I don't know what the hell you doing. You do that shit too. Like what? What? Like what? Oh, my God. <laughs> like what? The BYOBBQ? Okay, no. no. Come like on. What? No, not that. Like but the... You had a comment. When we talked on the phone, you were saying... You know, you was talking to Donald Trump and shit. And I'm like, what? Yo, what? I, Donald Trump? Yo, yo, combat... Real talk. Combat Jack is talking to fucking Donald Trump. I didn't say he, Donald he, Trump. He I said like, Rush Limbaugh's people. Same shit. You, he, I've been he, talking to Rush Limbaugh's that's new, people. It's aluminum. But you know Illuminati. how I like to move. I like to go. So, I like to get the prize. And I like to come back and share the prize. Yeah, exactly. yeah. He's no playing, doubt. He's playing polo with, 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 with Rush Limbaugh. <laughs> you know what I'm so anyway, audience, listeners, I'm sorry if we're boring you with this behind-the-scenes chat. Nah, but, you know, this, this show is therapeutic for me. I would yes. imagine it's therapeutic for my brother, A. King. Yes. Matt Raz, what do you have to say? Uh, while we're clearing the air, we have one more internal issue we actually have to deal with. Yes. Why can't we smoke weed on the deck anymore? Oh, shit. Hey. What, there, there, the, it's, 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 no, no. Now, this is had that. I know for sure. I don't know what the problem is, but... I do know that that's an issue that ha- that has nothing to do with us or anybody that's here in the evening, you know. But hopefully, you will have a resolution well, to that. Combat, maybe for those who are just listening now, explain to yeah. everybody what kind of deck we have here at PNC the studio. We have a panoramic deck that you, you, you overlook in the East River. You can see the Manhattan Bridge, the Brooklyn Bridge, the Williamsburg Bridge. It's an amazing view of Manhattan Island. We're here in the island, you know, on a on a... Basically, on the bur- in the borough of Brooklyn, on, on a, the Long Island, on the Long Island yes. of Brooklyn, mm-hmm. and we've been locked out. And we've most of our out. guests who come <laughs> on our show, they like to go on the deck. We like to razzle and dazzle them because here in the booth, it's hot and stuffy. Right now, it's one, two, it's three, like four, five, six, seven, eight dudes in this room. Black dudes before Pose. our Pose. Well, it's, and it's, swarthy white dudes. Swarthy white dudes. I mean, Matt Raz could be a ginger. <laughs> And Premium Pete is... is right. How we doing with time, man? Arabic. I mean, we, 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 it's therapeutic. Yo, Italian B. Arabic. Speaking of iTunes, B. Yeah. Y'all motherfuckers have to get the iPad, B. Yes. Y'all mm. gotta do that shit, mm-hmm. B. I just subscribed to 
HBO Go on wait HBO Go right HBO, HBO on the Go HBO Go okay. Yo B so it has okay. all the shows you ever fucking wanted to see yes on HBO yes B. so, it's so on I'm I'm just past so I could catch up with all the curbs I've missed how much is it it's free wow with your HBO subscription oh, so so now this week I'm about to finish up catching up on Eastbound and Down, which is hilarious. Okay. As per Red as per Redman's suggestion. Yes. Yeah, then fourth season, fourth season. I'm about to go into the third season right now. Okay. It's the third. It's the third season right now, yeah. and then there's one more season yeah. afterwards, right? Or is this the le- really? Yeah. Okay. They're pushing the limit. Anyway, this show maybe is, it wasn't. This that show good is then. amazing. I'm about to start watching Game of Thrones. This shit looks kind of boring, but everybody's telling me it's incredible. It's crack. Game of Thrones. Crack. I heard. Was, I heard was pretty homosexual. What? I don't know. That's what I heard. What episode nah. did you watch it? Like up True to? Blood. Three quarters of the Oh, you're bugging. Like you don't, you can't really get <laughs> yeah. to the meat of the show after one episode. Show after the first, right, episode. right, right, right. Because you got to get to the meat of it. You got to get to the meat of it. And right now, I'm about to <clears> watch the, the second episode. Yet? Where's the pause? Uh, I never saw the last season of Sopranos, mm. Mm. so I'm about to watch the last season. Mm. Disappointing, Yo. man. Disappointing. I got to tell you. I mean, yeah, it, yeah but I, I heard it was underwhelming in the whole now, but still, just as completion, I never mm-hmm. saw it. Mm-hmm. I'm about to watch that. Well, I mean, you, HBO Go, yo, fuck with that. Shit, the wi- I, I, I've seen the wire. I remember combat was the f- person who put me onto the wire. Like, you never saw you were in Well, initially at the time, I don't fuck with the wire. When, 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 what? I don't fuck with the wire at all. You know Dallas is wow. You no, know nah, I mean I, I don't fuck with the wire at all. You know what? I I can remember being a little 12, 13 year old and getting bullied and getting peer pressured into standing on the corner. And to me, it's like yo, you can never really. Glorify a drug dealer for me. It doesn't glorify, glorify it. It's got so much deeper than that. You can't, you can't make niggas that. look smart to me. There was like, no oh, glorification. These niggas could be on Wall Street if they wasn't selling drugs. No, no. They, they, I don't think the show did that. Okay. Never. All right. You well, gotta watch the show, man. Yeah, definitely. The Wire. I, I really. I, I watched. The I watched the season of it. Which season did you? Watch, I watched man? season two. You didn't watch season one. No, I didn't season, watch season two one. was the worst season. Yeah. Well, I watched season two. You got everyone hollered about it so much. I got into the whole season. I watched the whole season two. And you didn't I like never it? went backwards. You didn't like it. And I never went forwards. You didn't like that it? was it. That was it. Did, that was it. You fucked Even Entourage. season two is good. I'm about to watch Entourage, but then I got. I never watched Oz because I always felt that I thought Oz. Huh? I thought it was too much man rape going on in that shit. But it was overt man rape. And back then, Oz gave me flashbacks. <laughs> what? Oz gave you flashbacks? Yeah, I don't like Oz. Oz, let me tell you, Oz was too real. Oz was, was true. I mean, I really thought it was really done well. Right. Like the way they segregated certain races, the way they segregated certain gangs. Mm, so that appealed to, to racist Pete, too. No, no, <laughs> you're in the wrong month, Dallas. You're in the wrong month. I am this month. Uh, March 2012. Wait, let, known let, as let me interrupt speed. you for a second. Is there a way we could get uh, Jonathan Mannion to to do his drop right now? Yeah. Since um, all you know what? When, we, when we get when we um when we go on break and uh, Jazz Fly we'll just walk in, in real quick, you know. Should we take I'll our set, break I'll right set now? Set him up. Yeah, we absolutely. Yeah, we should ten, take a break right now. Anyway, it's right? ten thirty. All right, it's ten thirty. Internet's once again. Hope we am. So hope glad we that born, Dallas Penn. Dallas Penn is back. Yes. good to be back. You know, good to be back in the building from his vacation. No vacation. I was with my mother. Combat Jack Show featuring Dallas Penn. www.pncradio.fm. F your radio. Always ambitious. F your radio. SGD Design. F your radio. F your radio. Let's go. F your radio. Yo, what's up? It's Eric Sermon, the Bandit. Yo, this is Paris Smith, the Mike Doc of EPMD. 
And we here with our homeboy, our cool friend, Combat Jack in Dallas Penn. Yeah. Yo, you know how good it feels to be EPMD's cool friend? Cool friend. Yo, that, that's one of the classic drops we call it. Our cool nah, friend. No pause, man. No pause with EPMD. Our man. cool friend. Pause deputy decline. Pause. Yeah, thank you, man. So are uh, you tuned into the Combat Jack Show featuring Dallas Penn? We got a lot. We got a couple of guests out there. We got Jazz Fly. We got Jonathan Jonathan Mannion. We got to speed this whole thing up. Ben Hameen has informed us that he doesn't have a poem for today. Nah, nah, I don't, yo. Um, yo, I did you touch up your, your your dreads this week, man? Yeah, last week actually. They this look is extra old. Fluffy, that Trayvon man. Martin joint last week, real talk, mm. real talk, mm. fantastic. Thank you, sir. I got a lot of crazy reactions to that, and we really don't have time for it tonight. But yeah, it's like it's some really racist and like Absolutely. insensitive and like just. Real ignorant people out there in the world is all I have to say. It's crazy. You know what throws me off, man? Somebody put it up on Twitter the other day, man. It's like whenever somebody, whenever somebody gets accused of being a racist, they claim that they're not racist, right? Mm -hmm. right. So the question that, that somebody posed on Twitter is, if nobody's racist, why is all this racist shit happening? Mm -hmm. Combat, I, I tell you why. Hey, <laughs> I, I really hate to, to say this, but this guy, Zimmerman, isn't a racist. What is he? He's a bigot. Yeah. The system which allows him to not be under arrest is what is racist. The police that showed up at that murder scene were racist. Because under any circumstance, I can't believe that the Florida Stand Your Ground Law says that people cannot be arrested. A motherfucker, even if he shot somebody, has to fucking be arrested Held and drug tested. Mm, exactly. and, and maybe at trial, his defense would, would be stand your ground. Mm -hmm. And maybe through trial, he might be acquitted. Due but, process. Right. But the idea that someone isn't arrested because they said, oh, I was defending myself. And like you got no one, no one, nothing to corroborate that but your, ver but your, your word. And you're not even a cop. Well, that system. And there's things contrary as well, like specific contrary evidence to that. Right, but I'm, I'm saying that that system and and those police were racist. But this guy was was a bigot. He's just a he was just a bigot. He was a bigot and a bully, and he, he felt like he could push this motherfucker around. And he knew if he if he got pinched, if he got, if he got you know if he got slapped, he could cap him. So I mean, that's, that's a bully and a coward. It's a very and a bigot, it's but a not a racist. It's a very unfortunate incident that continues to play out and on that note but i mean you ready with that tone it's the news with matt raz first up we have brazilian police on the hunt for a blonde kidnap gang which is currently terrorizing the city of sao paulo uh the young educated middle class blonde women who make up the is gang. this mic on is your mic on Technical difficulties. Yo, yo, yo. Pause. All right. So we got Brazilian police on the hunt for a blonde kidnap gang terrorizing Sao Paulo. The young, educated, middle-class blonde women who make up the gang follow victims to their cars outside of shopping malls, rob them, and hold them captive at gunpoint while the rest of the gang makes luxury purchases with their credit cards. Uh, it's called an express kidnapping, which is actually pretty popular in Latin America. 
they've committed over 50 of them in the past three years. And they've got away scot-free. Uh, for the most part, a, a couple members of the gang over time ha- have been knocked, but I mean overall, yeah, they're still you know they're still straight. And they're kind of sexy. Uh, yeah, I mean apparently they're all like educated, hot, you know, blonde, and, and other attractive women from all over the world. That that shit is kind of sexy, man. I mean, what do you think about that? Like I, a female I, posse running around. What was that movie with Latifah a couple of years ago? Uh, set it off. Set it off. Like a Brazilian <laughs> set it off. That I mean, shit is kind of hot, B. So, so, so what, uh, what, what are you gats? saying? You're saying if they ran up on you outside of uh, the parking lot or something like that, though. Even, even I'd, have they, a, I mean, I'd, I'd have a story to tell. So, so, That's so all you, I'm saying. You would just hand, hand them, you know, whatever credit cards. I'm not, I mean, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to argue with a chick with a gun, B. That's true. You know, now, you now know? are they all women? Or, because this is Brazil, it could be some <laughs> transvestites. Or transgender. Some transvesti going on? Right. I mean, it's, it's Brazil, so, I mean, they might have breasts and blonde hair, mm. but they might also have a penis. Pause. It's Brazil. Pause. Thank you. Pause. I don't necessarily see how this plays into this new I'm piece. saying that maybe it's men dressed up as women committing these brazen crimes. These are pretty brazen crimes. I like where this is going. We, we, we did have, uh, apparently, among all the people that have uh, been known to be in the ranks, they had one man that was arrested that was a part of it. Mm. But he was a actual... male man. He wasn't, like, transgender. I, I mean, he, he, yeah, he, he wasn't a male man. But, yeah, he was a... Uh... He was a male. Like, right. He was a male. Listen, I'm just saying, if it's in Brazil, don't, you know, make sure you check the, the crotch area. I'm just How saying. would you be able to check the crotch area when you got a gun pointed at your dome piece though. I'm just saying. And why would you even you think encur- about checking the crotch piece with a gun pointed at your what dome are you encouraging? Oh, I mean, this, this wasn't people getting jacked while they were naked and having sex? <laughs> Rapey. Nah, oh, my bad, my bad, my bad. I'm, 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 I'm just thinking of how I would do it in Brazil. Okay. Welcome. Nah, it's, more, it's, 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 it's a gang of chicks, or alleged chicks. Yes. Holding up cats. And, and, and run it with their with their credit cards. Yeah, mm. yeah they, they speak multiple languages. They're educated. All I over guarantee the world. you, that's going to be a movie. Yeah, down the line, that's going to make for a great movie. Nicki Minaj. Yeah, exactly. What else is in the news? Next up, we got an armored car that was traveling on a uh, Maryland highway. Nearly six grand fell out the back. Mm. Uh, about forty motorists were able to claim some of the money. Uh, the police have recovered a, about $100 of it so far. Uh, and they, they do encourage uh, people to turn in the money. They're going to yeah. offer amnesty. So Listen, police, y'all need, don't to, worry. y'all need to kill that noise. What's, what's 5900 between 40 motorists, though? Yeah. What is that? I, I, my, my guess Gas is... Gas money? We don't a, know a red lobster Gas dinner? money was on the highway? A red lobster dinner. McDonald's? Not for you, combat. No, I've never been a red lobster. Right. But it's gas money. I've never been a Red Lobster. He's not really black. Wait, what? I've never been a Red Lobster. Internet says that's at Jazzfly right now. Jazzfly is looking at me like I I just disrobed or some shit. Like, I've never been a Red Lobster. Why? He's he's not really black. I've never been a Red Lobster. According to racist Pete. No, you you keep saying the same thing, but I'm asking why. You keep asking me why because I have never been. It's not a choice. It's not. At this point, you're a grown man. It's a choice. Mm. I have never. Okay. <laughs> That's all I could say. Okay. I like. Let's move you got to understand. I'm we'll first generation on. American. My family's from Haiti. Mm. They weren't up on the Red Lobster shit. You know what I'm saying? I didn't go to Red Lobster when I was in college. I, you know, I've you're just giving me a lot. But I'm trying to connect with you right now, girl. No, we're connecting. Right. I'm oh. just saying that I have known you. What? 
about two two years now. It's right? not conceivable yeah. a black man well, of his age has never been the Red Lobster. Opportunity to have Red has Red Lobster okay. existed your entire life though as well? It probably has, right? So, Red Lobster has been around in my periphery. So, so, so you've had, you've had several decades to I've try it born, out. I've been born and I'm born and raised right, in this country. Right, so you have had an opportunity. There's one in Times Square. I've never really, you know what I'm saying? It's like I've never. You're like, making even, a lot even, of excuses. Even when I worked. <laughs> in Times right. Square. Has it been suggested to you to do it? It was never suggested that I go to I'm Red Lobster. Right now. Uh. <laughs> am I really missing at this point? Oh, Jad, at this point, am I really Dallas. missing out on Red Lobster? Yes. yes. Cheese biscuits. The biscuits. <laughs> Cheese biscuits. And just to be a black man walking out of Red Lobster with a shopping bag. All the time you see people coming out of Red Lobster with shopping so, bags. So, 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 Jazz, is it is it an affront that I've never been? Is it an insult to the black community? Yes. No, am I am I lacking no, in blackness? No, 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 no. This is it's not in a post as as Brother Ture would say in a post Black America. <laughs> am I not exhibiting my blackness White by Torrey. choosing to do something I don't different? Know, about, oh, can I say? Shit? Yes, Absolutely. you can say shit exactly. on air. I don't know anything about the post-Black America Uh-oh. experience. I know that Red Lobster is on the honorary Black-friendly list, um, and you are in yes. violation. Yes, oh. unlimited violation. cheese biscuits yeah. for all Blacks. As a, so it's not like Wait, I haven't like like a white person, white and non, like like a white person. Activates their white privilege. For every twenty-four months of black living, you are mm. required to eat one biscuit. Really? Mm. <laughs> I mean, it'd be different if he didn't have soul food before. Then, they, then that might have been. You have had soul food. I love grits. Oh, oh, <laughs> wait. With or without cheese? With cheese. He didn't answer the question. So I don't understand. Why haven't you been to Red Lobster? It's just you not have been, all it's, the other qualities. Gotta understand. It's just not been my experience. Italian food. Do you have good credit? I'd rather not discuss that right now. <laughs> if you have bad credit, there is no reason you have no been damn reason. <laughs> Let's just... do credit counseling in Red Lobster. No, That's me... how. <laughs> like, you know, you know? Are you serious? Yes. <laughs> get the fuck out of yes. here. Yes. Come on. Wait, you get your what? taxes done. Y'all are joking. You get an easy yeah, refund at serious? Red Lobster. They sell gold teeth. I will they tell you accept, this. They accept like government coupons. I will tell you this. Three years ago, yo, a lady comes around three selling years ago, DVDs. I had perfect credit. Perfect. Three, credit. And what's happened in three years? You stopped. A lot of debt. Started blogging. I, it, you, st- you started working for. I started, started this show. I started, started this working for, Started for, fucking for, with the internet. Okay. That's what happened. I started fucking with the internet, and I lost all my goddamn credit. Anyway, internet. What, what else is going on with the news, Matt Raz? We have a uh, L.A. area weed delivery man who says two men dressed as ninjas carrying batons rolled up on him, chased him to his car. Uh, he dropped all, all his bags of weed and the money. And the ninjas have since uh, taken it. So not, I guess they have not been found. Damn, it's always ninjas doing that shit, and, right? And <laughs> <laughs> always, always gonna blame it on the ninjas. And this is you're not using Lazy code ninjas. words for niggas now, are you? Nah, these were these were people dressed as, as ninja warriors. Uh, ninja, like like Asian ninjas, not yeah. But they have well, a time. Oh, American. What do you mean Asian ninjas? Asian to be. Yeah, I mean we never know what the the oh, ethnicity of a ninja is. Is a ninja? Chris Farley and Eddie Murphy are both historically, historically non-Asian ninjas. But historically, ninjas are. Asian, are they but not? He just named is a names. black man not Asiatic? When I pay money to see a movie with a ninja in it, I'd best see an Asian in that ninja suit. Oh, so you would you, you American would fuck with Ninja Jim one, Kelly? two, and three? I'm being bigoted. Jim Kelly as a ninja? I'm not fucking with Jim Kelly as a ninja. What? I'm being bigoted. Mm. In you, my you really, we really need to get this man some red Asian lobster. Asian ninjas. 
I don't even know you right now. This is weird. It's Newman. <laughs> I can't believe I'm having this, 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 this discourse during the news segment. What else is up with the news, man? Uh, last up, we have a jury yesterday who right. found an NYPD officer guilty of sexual assault. Yes. Though they remain deadlocked on whether he actually raped the Bronx school teacher in question. Raping. You ever see a bad lieutenant? With Harvey Keitel? Of course. It's classic. Was it, it was inc- is it Harvey Keitel? Or not Harvey? It is Harvey Keitel. It is Harvey Keitel. And that shit is, and that he's shit is bad as a motherfucker. Body. Have hard you ever body. seen ba- Bad Lieutenant? Absolutely. So this guy's living out the Bad Lieutenant? Um, pretty much. He, he, he's, Underage women or? Uh, I mean, she, she was a school teacher, so I okay. think she was older than the kid she was teaching. And where did he uh, assault her? In her crib or? Uh, I, I believe, I believe in her crib. I'm not actually I sure think it happened that. in a schoolyard. Real talk. Real talk. Uh, he, he assaulted this chick in a schoolyard. Like, in, he took it into the dark corner of a schoolyard and assaulted her. I think he put his gun this? in her mouth. His gun in her mouth. And he put his gun in her in her tuchus. In her tuchus. And they're not, it's not clear whether he stuck the gun in the um, slot. Is it more than one gun? Or? No, I mean, the same gun. Oh. He went, you know, he went... Gun, I, I he went, he, he he went ATM it. with I it. it. I get it. I get okay. It. ATM. Yeah. <laughs> I guess he had just seen Bad Lieutenant, too. <laughs> anyway, Matt Rass, thanks for the news, man. Always. Internets, we have a, a, a lovely guest in, in, our, in our studio tonight. Uh, you know, we rarely have female guests on the Combat Jack show featuring Dallas Penn. Why is that, Dallas Penn? Because this is kind of a clubhouse for fellas. Is it? But we've, There I are think a lot of you in one room. I think we've kind of made it safe, though, for women. We've had... Uh, Angela Yee Yes On the show I think she was the first Well I'll tell you what We only have The brightest And the most Rod beautiful Digger. women Rod Digger yes. Jean Grey Jean Grey One of Nick our Scott. co-hosts Was a female and why delight? And why delight? Although she at still times is you a female question, or question she was her a female. femaleness. Well, I mean, and why delight might have she might have one of those elongated labias. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> I do welcome to the show though, Jazz Fly. What's going on, Jazz? Hey, how are you? I'm Thanks doing alright. How are you doing? I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when 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 Dallas returned to to to, to town this week, he said we had to have you on the show, and I thought that it made. Great sense. What have you been up to these days? What are you What are you doing now? Dad? First of all, let, let's 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 rewind. I mean, in, in, a, in an abbreviated kind of internet way, tell our viewers, our listeners, our the internet, who you are. Who am I? Such an existential question. Uh, I'm a writer. Mm-hmm. That begins everything. Okay. Okay. But I mean, I mean, and what do you write? What do you write? Uh, professionally. Yes. I am a journalist. Journalist. What I write. Also- and what are the things that you traditionally cover? Um, urban. Okay. Like rapidy rap. Um, rapidy rap, poppy pop. No. No bossup. I don't do gossip. You don't do bossup. I don't do gossip. Gossip. Which includes bossup. Which includes bossup. Yes. Okay. I don't do gossip. But you, you you cover current events. Yes. What has been happening recently in the news that's really intrigued you? I mean, not any rap shit. No. Oh. No, not any rap shit. Uh, what's intriguing me? Um, I mean, obviously the whole Trayvon thing. Trayvon um, thing has taken America by storm. Yes, as it should. As it should. As it should. Uh, what else is intriguing me? I'm. <laughs> I don't know. I'm uh, so. Jazz, like, I like that you. I mean, from a journalistic sense, you're at the height of pop culture. I mean, you're with Jay Z. You're with Kanye. You're with Alicia Keys. You're with. I mean, you're in the same room as them. 
You, know, okay. you might not You're be on the South plane with them. Southwest. You might not be on the plane with them, but I, I mean, that's, did you know. My first South I popped that was my that was my first South by Southwest. Really? And I randomly saw you like I was so drunk I don't even remember. Really? You were you were drunk when when we I know I yeah I vaguely remember seeing you at Vader. Okay. Never I, seen I've never I, I seen I wasn't drunk. that drunk. I've never seen you drunk. Well, I you know what? Drunk out of town. I think I might have seen you drunk, but I was drunk, and I think you do a great job of masking your drunkness. Thank you. Some people are good at masking their drunkness. Thank you. I try right? really because you're the consummate professional. Thank you. Am I right? Yeah, I'm drunk okay. right now. Are you drunk right now? A little bit. What were nice. you drinking? Uh, champagne. Champagne. And I just came from a dinner and, you know, I don't know. It was at a, shout out to Dove. It's her birthday. I stopped by her birthday for a second. Happy birthday. And then I had a dinner I had to go to and I had uh, some martinis. Okay. Excellent. Well, Dallas, you have some some, some questions? Well, yeah, I mean, this is Women's History Month and, and I felt like we always, you know, we always deal with just guy stuff here. And bringing you in here, I want to know, I mean, you're beautiful, Jazz. Thank you. How do you navigate this thing that we do in a room? You're always in a room full of dudes, mostly. Always. How do you navigate that without... I've never heard anything cross about you. I've never heard you getting kissed in the mouth by anybody. I'm, no. I never, <laughs> I've never heard about anybody putting their tongue on your neck. Uh, as you should not. I, but I, I want to. I want to know. Wait, you want to hear that or you want to... I want to know who's... Your tongue you know, I want to know who's... You know, I want to know who's zooming you. You just asked a lot of questions. Let's okay. uh, back okay, up okay. and yeah, take the first right, I'm sorry, one. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just jumped. I just went crazy. No, that's no, okay. It's okay. I'm a quarterback this time. I went crazy with that. Um, How do you navigate this business and never and never fall prey to the 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 to the words of people calling you a, a groupie or? Well, I'm not a groupie, and I carry myself as such. So you're hilarious. I, but uh, I, you you never kiss no like I mean. How do you do that? How do I not kiss people? It's easy. Just don't kiss them. I mean, listen. You know what work is and you know what non-work is. I don't really mix the two. That's really what it comes down to. I know what I came here for. I'm, I'm pretty focused. You carry yourself with respect. People tend to treat you with respect. So that's how you've been able to move up to the top. Show them how to move in a room full of vultures. When will you become a groupie? I mean, you've been around. When will I become a groupie? Like who, who, who could you be around? With Michael Jordan? Make you turn with Michael Jordan, make you swoon. Who have you seen Michael Jordan in his jeans? Michael Jordan. What the fuck is Michael Jordan's jeans are horrible. So that's the thing. Here's the thing. Like it's all about what moves you. Money is uh, money can be made by anybody. So you shouldn't be grouping out over money. Mm. Fame is not real. So Mm -hmm. you know, fuck fame. So it's all about what moves you. I'm I'm not moved by Michael Jordan is dope. I'm from Chicago. Don't get me wrong. Like Mm, you know, he's a dope dude, but. No, I'm not grouping out. I'm cool. So, Jazz, you're from Chicago. Yes, sir. And did you move here from Chicago? Uh, kind of. Were you not out west? Yeah, I was in L.A. for like five years. And how did L.A. treat you? How's, I mean, how's L.A. LA's for a city journalist? of pirates. Pirates. What do I, you mean? Well, I wasn't, I wasn't doing journalism, journalism in L.A. Okay, what were you doing in L.A.? What you doing Development LA? for film and television. Okay. And so you were working in Hollywood, basically. Yep. How did you like that experience? Uh, it taught me a lot. It was it was dope. I was a young I was a young girl in Hollywood, so mm. I had access to dope stuff. Did dope stuff. Did stuff I should probably never talk about, and you know, nice. learned a lot. So it was kind of like my college. So then, what inspired you then, or caused you to become an internet in a sense? Um, well, the first thing is, I like I said, I was I'm a writer, so it all began with the word. Um, 
and I moved to LA and got into development. And as de- as someone yeah. in development, you don't really write your own stuff. Right. And it was just one of those things where I looked up and realized that I wasn't doing what I wanted to do and I needed to leave. So what brought you to New York City? Um, I went home. I traveled around for a little bit and then I went home to Chicago and I always wanted to be here. I've wanted to live in New York since I was 12. So You went back into the basement? Mm, no. Okay. But thank you. you went back into the room with the Hello Kitty sticker on the door? <laughs> Townhouse. No. All right. I mean, it's all good. It's all good. No, we all I go mean, back to the basement sometimes. I, I mean, if I had moved back to the basement, I would tell you. Okay. Okay. I'm just saying, then when you went back home, I mean... You I go, went back to Chicago. Okay. Oh, you didn't go back to home then. You just went back to the town of Chicago. Now, now you've been doing some interesting stuff on the internet video-wise. Yeah. You've been having a lot of discourse on the internet. <laughs> Tell them about what you're doing on the internet right now. Uh, I am a part of a web series called Jump Off TV. Um, we <gasps> debate hip-hop and hip-hop-related topics. And you have an interesting Hi. crew on Jump Off TV as well. We do. We do, we do. It's a... Uh, who is it? It's sorry, guys. It's uh, low key. It's uh, from you heard that new Mr. Nah, Mech, Mr. Mech, and uh, who's a dope uh, lyricist, and then Valerie Laura, who was actually the originator. Um, she started with the hip hop report. The Friday okay, hip hop report. Okay, now how long have you been doing Jump Off TV? Uh, oh my gosh, it'll be a year in April. And it's brought you a lot of acclaim. You guys have a lot of traffic. Do we you get got, a lot of acclaim? Well, you know, you guys, I see you guys all over oh, the place. That's dope. that's actually the first place that I actually recall hearing about you. Thank Seeing you. you guys talking about something. I think of Mr. Mech was on it, and you guys were talking about something. And you guys were very opinionated. And that, but we're it was very, very opinionated. That was um, at the, I believe that was um, uh, at the ba- in the basement of uh, SOBs with Koza, yeah. Loki, okay. Mr. I- I'm not yeah. sure if it was that there, was- but I remember specifically Jumping that it was TV. very intelligent Shout out to discourse. And one of the things that attracted me, you know, to that to, to that brand and to you particularly is you you know you know in this internet world you don't really see a lot of intelligent discourse in this space in this urban hip hop space. True. Thank you. So I really appreciate that you know the the, the stuff that you guys are doing. Thank you. you know, and I also had the opportunity and the uh, the um, the privilege of being on one of your a you couple did. of your yes. Um, see, you got off easy. No, <laughs> y'all still roasted me. Y'all no, still roasted you don't me. See, we get we get into a lot of trouble for. I some thought y'all didn't say. like me. What do you mean? Because because y'all it was we it was an episode we did about um, the source me, and five co- mice. me no me co-signing oh creation creation and I caught a lot of heat for that. <laughs> that, was fucked up. that was fucked As up when you, you did that. Let her talk, please. As Dallas Penn. Illuminati! Don't instigate. As I should. Yes. Why? What do you once mean, again, why? Once again, let's, let's get back to this topic about we, me. Are we really doing this right now? Yeah, we're, we're really doing it right you now. Yeah, I interviewed her a couple weeks ago. Really? How was the interview? She's vapid. Just, just as she is. Right. It was a waste of time. Right. Yeah. My thing is this. I don't, um, I don't co-sign the movement. I've been very vocal about that from the very beginning. You never liked the song? No. I, I don't. You didn't like the. Beat. I don't have time for novelty, at all. No, I'm not. I'm not enthralled. I'm not. So even if it's a even if it's a person of color doing doing novelty in a clever manner, you're not enthralled by it. No. So Nelly, no. Nelly's not novelty. 
His first record was kind of novelty. Yeah, he wasn't novelty. He, he was, was true novelty. to St. Louis. It was, was kind true. of. He was true to where he kind came of it from. Is? I mean, he no. was kind of are you, true. Are you, compa- are you right now comparing Nelly to Craig? No, but I'm just trying it to think like of. It sounds like you're comparing I'm trying Nelly to think to of. No, see, don't tell me what I'm doing because that's what you're doing. <laughs> Y'all can't edit this motherfucker. Y'all can edit. <laughs> no, are you trying TV. to say you were. Y'all can, y'all can, y'all can edit Are you trying to say that you were. Y'all can't edit this bitch. Are you trying to say that you were misedited? I can't say bitch on air. It's my wife. Oh. Hey, Mrs. Combat. Um. But there have been novelty records that have entertained us over the years. Mm. Yes or no? Yeah. But so I just want to make it clear that because it was creation, you had no room for that. Everything about her turns me off. Okay. She does not touch any one of my sensibilities. Okay. Yeah. Mm. At all. Mm. I, no, not okay. at all. Mm. Who is touching some of your sensibilities right now? <laughs> my audible sensibilities. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Touching yes, my audible sensibilities. Yes. yes. Um, I don't know. I'm really, you know what is funny? I'm really into EDM right now, which is kind of just my lane right now. I'm, I'm loving Calvin Harris. I keep tweeting about it. Okay. You're yeah. not fucking with none of that MDMA, though. Afrojack? No, no, I said MDMA. I mean, That's I, good I, stuff. I think to listen to EDM, you gotta be fucking with some MDMA. No. Okay. All right. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I gotta get my initials straight. Internet. I'm trying to figure out what MDMA is. <laughs> Drugs. Oh, just say ecstasy. No. Spiders. No. <laughs> you are hilarious. So, so no. what can we expect from Jump TV? Jump, Jump off. TV. Jump, Jump off TV in upcoming. Uh, we've got a couple of debates coming. We just dropped one about the Trayvon Martin. Um, I'm trying to think what else we've got. Is that one kind of heated? No, that was that was pretty tame. That was uh, Lowe and Mech and, and Val. Um, what did we just shot last week? I'm not thinking. I don't know. We've got some good. We've got some good stuff coming. Um, we've got an episode where we're talking about DJ Clue and Flex. Mm. Um, and what do you think about the DJ Clue and Flex thing? Listen, uh, you know what? It, it's it's lame. Flex sounds like a sad man, doesn't he? You know, Flex likes to beat you know up women. You wow! You heard it first here. I like to smack girls in their mouths. Yeah, he's put his hands and feet on women. And feet? I think feet. I think feet. I, can... I imagine you would put feet on them as well. Wow! A man that's using hands on a and woman. Toes. Well, I mean, listen. I think, no, a clothes shoe, though. A clothes shoe. I mean, if he's putting hands and toes Every on Every time woman, I've seen him, he's been intense. Mm. So I should look forward to this discourse. I mean, you know what? This The debate is, is I don't know. I haven't seen it. I don't know how long it was, but we kind of went in on Don't it, say nothing you know. crazy about Flex, Jazz um, He will put hands and feet on you. I am not afraid of Flex. I'm good. Okay. So, you're pro- so you're producing, Allegedly. you're producing Jump Off as well as being I'm a part. I'm not producing. You're not producing. No. I'm, so, I'm just, I'm pure talent. Who's, who produces that show? Harry. Harry. Yeah. Harry, is that Sheriff? The, the Sheriff? Yes. Okay. It's, it's an interesting show. Thank you. It's and definitely... Wait, interesting in a good way? Or? No, it's like I said... sometimes I, I, like, when I say interesting, like I'm I like, said, this I said, I appreciate it because it's very intelligent. Oh, thank you. It's and, very intelligent, and, 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 it, ta- and, and it touches well, current topics. Jazz, you know, we got I'm, you here. Don't, don't listen. Talk about your projects, too. I mean, you, you've, you've directed music videos. I have. Talk about, talk about your stuff. I mean, you are here. You are talking to the internet. These are people that will Google your shit. Once they, especially once you they see your Google picture. Me? Listen, talk about it. Talk about it. No, I, I've, I've directed. Um, 
I directed a music video for uh, Chris Classic. I guess this was last year or 2010. Um, directed a PSA sponsored by Rockaware for um, Haiti Earthquake Relief. Nice. Um, I, it's so funny. I always say this, but I'm technically the first director that J. Cole ever worked with. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Um, that was a dope experience. So what's your first passion? Writing. Writing. Yeah. And but I went, to, I went to film school for okay. directing. Okay. And then ended up doing production. Um, and then went to development. Okay. So what can we expect from you next? Jazz fly. Uh, I want to continue in journalism. Okay. Um, I'll be doing more uh, on camera stuff. Okay. You know this man sitting next to you? I do know this guy. This, this, this man, Jonathan Mannion, that, that, that just walked into the you know, room. Thanks for coming uh, an, another uh, oh, not, not another professional shoulder. in creating dynamic visual content. Dynamic visual Listen. content. Stuff for your eye holes. So I've actually been a fan of this guy. Of um, Jonathan? Yeah, of Jonathan for years. Um, I got really super into photography a couple of years ago. But, I mean, just like looking at actually the picture of Big. Um, I guess that was at Roseland. Palladium 1995. Yep. yep. Um, so, yeah, this is dope. This is very, very dope. So, so, so are we going to a break, AK? Yeah, I think we could go to a uh, break. We're gonna, I think we might do overtime, you know? Okay, so internets. We have a lot of people in the room. There's like 70 people in here. Jonathan Mania just walked in. We got the fan cranking. We'll we'll turn it up at our break. You're tuned into the Combat Jack Show featuring Dallas Penn, www.pncradio.fm. F your radio. F your radio, internets. F your radio. Yes, yes, y'all. You are now rocking with the best. This is the one and only Just Blaze, and right now you're listening to the Combat Jack Show featuring my man Dallas Penn only on pncradio.fm. Nice set, DJ Benjamin. Y'all like when I come in after these breaks? Sounded like God, B. Sounded like God body. Hey, hey King, is my, is my microphone on? Your microphone is on. Oh, man. All right, all right. I shout love out, coming shout in. Shout out sounded... to the Combat Jack Show chat room. The chat room is popping Hosted right now. by PNC. Yeah, we got the, the, a chat popping. You can, yeah, they talking that. wild crazy. They done, they done Googled you. They done looked you up. They done, Are you serious? They done Where found the, they done found the Jazz Fly News. They, they, Jonathan Mannion. They, they, found the they found the Jazz Fly Jonathan News. Jonathan Mannion is in the building. Wow. What's going on, wow. man? I'm it's chilling, man. It's been a while, man. It's been a while, man. It's been a good while, though. We were trying to get you on the show for a... Several months now, man, and, and and you've been so busy doing a lot of things, man, man, and flying here and there, and, and just, just snapping them, man. Just Numenati. how you been, man? Shooting, man. I'm good, man. I'm healthy, alive. I'm in Brooklyn. You know, life is grand. When's the last time you were in Brooklyn, bro? Oh man, like two days ago. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I'm a son of Brooklyn, man. My father's from Brooklyn. Your father's so. from Brooklyn. Oh yeah, yeah but you yeah. you grew up in Ohio. Yeah, I grew up in Cleveland, born and raised in Cleveland. My mother's from London. Okay. from Brooklyn. So and, got, and now you live in Manhattan. I got that good, refi- yeah, now so, I live in Manhattan. So you grew up with that accent in the house, the, the, yeah, the I English? Yeah, like any accent you need, mate. You know what I mean? Straight away, I can like bust out. You know oh, I mean? that, that's kind of so, ill. Dude. So, nothing, mate. So now, were you the only child or did you have... Only, man. Yeah, only I'm child. one of one. Okay, so yeah. you were kind of spoiled in a sense. In a oh, good man, way, right? You know, it's all perspective, you know? Like, yeah, I'm spoiled in that I got a lot of love, man. My parents are incredible. You know, but it was never sort of like there was no BMW when I was 16 with a bow on it in the driveway. Like it's not like the movies, man. Like, what your parents do? It was both of my parents are artists, man. So like okay. I grew up like drawing and looking at stuff and just gathering information, going to galleries. Like you know that was their hustle. So like through osmosis, I kind of absorbed a lot of that. 
Okay, so 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 it sounds like growing up that your parents were your influence, like your main influences in a sense, no? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, certainly they were supportive of everything that I wanted to do and, and still to this day support a career in the arts, man. I think that's rare. A lot of people are like, you have to go to school. You have to be a lawyer. Go be a doctor. That's where the money is. And I find when you just follow your passion, which is what I always did, it, it uh, yields the results that it's supposed to. So you know? in, in them giving you this freedom, did they actually steer you in the direction of an artist's life or they just said, be what you want to be? Yeah, I think it was more just the opportunity, you know what I mean? To be anything that I, I chose was, you know, the path, you know? If I said, look, I'm going to go to med school and, and I'm going to, you know, focus for eight years on being a doctor, man, great, go for it. You can do anything you want to do, you know? So, so what did you want to be growing up, man? Man, you know, <laughs> I don't know. When I was really little, I wanted to be like a zoologist or something like that, you know, just like... I was the kid that like collected snake skins from the nature center. You know, like I was that little kid. And then uh, I went to the Cayman Islands, man. I thought I wanted to be a marine biologist because that opened up an entire other world. And I think that's when I fell in love really with the Caribbean. But the which I'm still a huge fan. Right. Yeah, yeah, from, you, you from kinda, that moment. You, you're kind of like, you, you got the, you're the, you're the king, the self appointed Yeah, man, king I'm the mayor of Trinidad. Ma- mayor man. of Trinidad. Self proclaimed. I took the whole island, not just the mayor of a city. You go, you go, which you is have, typical. You have property out there, man? Man, uh, no, not at, not at this point, man, but, uh, eight years in a row at Carnival. Now, you uh, still going I out with the same, the the same, same, you still going out with your, with your lady? Oh, yeah. Okay, and she's Trinidad. She's Trinidad, yeah. So you have, she's you have, you have keys to the, to the, to the country. I say. got keys, yeah, I got keys, but I've had the keys to the kingdom before. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I've, I've been there for, for a good couple minutes. So now, out so. of the Caribbean, would you say it's the Trinidad? You, you know, I fell in love with Kingston, Jamaica. Yeah. You know, not Mo Bay, not Nagril, like Kingston. Kingston. You know, the real thing. Kingston that, is that. hardcore, B. Yeah, it's, it is, man, but that's really what I respond to. I mean, thankfully, I've been all over the world, all over the country, and usually I err on the side of where the real soul and the real passion is, and it's always in the hood. See, I kind of tend to gravitate towards Nagril. It's the, nice. The grill is Very nice. Pleasant. It's pleasant. And you know, I, I, you know, not that I am of the hood, but I come from the hood. I don't want to see the hood. So sure. I get on a plane, no, no, I no. go and visit, but I'm not trying to stay in the hood. Correct. You've never had Red Lobster. I've never don't, had Red Lobster. Don't tout the hood that. Don't do that. Like <laughs> they don't they have, make a, they don't an incredible Kahlua colada. They actually. don't have Red Lobster <laughs> by Albany Projects. Trust me. They don't have that shit. So listen, man, what go. drove you to come to New York, man? Um, I got a job with one of the greatest photographers to have ever touched the camera, you know, equivalent to like Michael Jordan is to basketball, you know, magic, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Richard Avedon was revolutionized fashion photography. Mm. I got a job with him straight out of and school. You speak so reverent, reverently about oh, him in man, a lot of your interviews. Dude. Yeah, no, no, he's he's really that real deal. You know, he. I can't say I knew everything about photography at all, but like learning from him and learning. His rhythm, how he dealt with subjects, how he produced a job from the top, you know, from top to bottom, you know, it was the Pirelli campaign. Mm. It was, uh, you know, Versace campaigns. This guy was, you know, a hundred thousand dollars a day kind of cat. Right. You know, and multiple days. He shoot for a week. Like, have a nice day. Yeah, we got a break. You know, he was that good and that major and, and that important, I think, to all photographers. So any, any young photographer, like, that's the first book you got to pick up, man. Just learn how he did it. So, so you're in this world, man. You're in this high art, high fashion, mm-hmm. high commerce world. Mm-hmm. At the time, did you have any idea that you would be such a force in this industry, in, the, in this hip hop industry? Did you even have an inkling that that was where your life was going to take you? You know, I, I don't think that I really like you can't really see the end result. I think you just follow that path. 
and you just go and and wherever your passion leads you like i had a passion for the music way back you know big daddy kane doc slick rick like that i was like what are they doing like what is this like i i'm compelled to follow and contribute to this you know that was sort of the first moment but i was always in the clubs like from high school on so you say you say when you enter the game hip-hop baby basically yeah you know I remember, you know, sort of listening to Bob Marley on just like pop radio and, uh, you know, run DMC. And that's just when I caught hold of it. Like, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just when I got, you know, when I got the news, right. essentially. But, uh, you know, really fall in love and falling in love with it in high school. I did college radio, you know, for four years. You did WK, college radio? WKCO, yeah, okay. 91.9. So, and what was, you your know, for, what was your format was like? The format was a two-hour show and it was just hip-hop. And we were the only ones doing it. So we had all the records from nice. Paris to Common to... You know, De La to Tribe, everything that was coming through, nice. we had it first. And we were always the ones that, like, threw the parties, got everybody hyped because we believed in it. And it was only a really, like, 20, 20 of us, man, that were the pulse of that aspect of, of my school. I went to Kenyon College, which is, you know, a bunch of dudes drinking kegs, you know, listening to the Grateful Dead burning and Birkenstocks, trees, man. Yeah, man. Trees. Not me, man. That's not my style. You, you, don't, you don't smoke weed, man? Uh, no, man. No. I, I know you like that rum, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, give me a nice bottle of Appleton VX, man. I'm good. Okay, good so, so... so a- Appleton over um, Mount Gay? Uh, man, it depends if I'm in Barbados or, or, okay. uh, or Jamaica, man. Okay. And I'm a little oh, bit John Roman on my Coxburg and I'm... Oh, Bob Uncool. Bob Anko, that's Haitian, man. Bob Anko, that's Haitian. It's good, man. That's syrupy, that stuff. Man, it's five stars. Bob Anko. Anything coming out of Haiti, man. I'm a, I'm a Ron Zacapa fan, nah, I'm just too. Fucking around. I like Bob Anko. Ron Zacapa like is serious stuff, too, man. The 23 year. So so the story goes, man, that, that you're, you're like, you, you had this awesome tutelage, and then you link up with Rockefeller, early Rockefeller, man. Tell us about that, man. Like, you, yeah, you that was. this high end world. Yeah. And then you're working with a fledgling label, not even at the time. Yeah, but to me, it's like I, I felt the pulse of what was coming next. You know, it was sort of like, yeah, I heard about that guy, Jay-Z. Yo, he's dope because I know jazz. And this is like, boy, this know, when Jay-Z had the umlaut in his name, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, the two dots. The, yeah, the yeah, two yeah, dots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so you had heard yeah. about them. I, I heard about them, but I heard Dead Presidents. I'm like, okay. oh, my God, this Which guy's was out of here. Which was his first single on Payday Records at the time. Correct, yeah. Yeah, I had a real perspective on the music and what I responded to. Like, whether it was right or wrong, or hood or not, or the right stuff to be listening to, like, I responded to it as as I do to art, as anything. Like, I moved internally towards something, you know? And this was a guy that I'm like, this guy is out of here. And on top of that, like, he was just cool as hell. Just like, you know, very engaging. And, and, and that was rare. A lot of, a lot of the moments for me, like, I, I'm a little light skinned, if anybody knows me, you know, so I had a little to be, bit. In my mind, I had to be seen twice as much as anybody else right. to make people understand, like, I'm not just some, you know, young little skateboarder kid coming around and trying to, like, you know, get bread, you know, like, I really believed in it. Like, it was always to uphold. Which is kind of crazy. And cause, elevate. Cause I was, I was there back then also, man, and I could tell you it was, very few people that believed mm-hmm. in Jay Z and the Rockefeller. It was very oh, few they people. Were it, it was, man. It was an uphill battle. I can say Even that. after he dropped Dead Presidents, a lot of people weren't fucking with them. But you had the yeah, your the instinct truth, was man. telling you that this was the one that, that you it. really wanted to to sink your your creative teeth in. Yeah. How did you link up with them, man? Um, there was a girl named KB Payne, um, and I had done work with her. Like, you know. When I moved to New York in 93, I was just out in the clubs. It was, it was like I was in Cleveland, 
you know, I was just out. Hanging out at Nels. You at Nels. I was at Nels. I was, man, I was at Esso's. I was at the Copa. I was everywhere. I mean, I was deep in Brooklyn. Soul, clubs were you doing that the Soul Kitchen? Were you doing the Soul Kitchen back then? Soul Kitchen was popping. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and uh, we were just running everywhere, like, you know, me and Ill and Al Scratch. You know, and I'm walking in like, yeah, I'm Jonathan Manny. I shoot for the source. Like, that was my that was my big tagline. Right. Like, oh, yeah, come on in, come on in. Right. Because, you know, the source, you know, was and still is is killing it, man. It's nice to see that, you know, revival and, and the life kind of coming back in. But it was it. definitely killing it but back then. back then, yes. they, they were untouchable. Of they course. Were not it was, the, it was, the, only, it was only the only show. On, it, and, uh, and that's real in 90, you know, 4, 5, 6, whatever. Right. And, and that was another reason why I think that I was drawn to New York. Because I saw those first, you know, sort of issues come out with Snoop Dogg on it. And, you know, and Tretch and all those things. Like, you know. I mean, Source was there for a long time. That was sort of vibe as well that kind of pulled pulled people in. And, and those are the ones I, I was actually referring to. But, you know, I think really just seeing how, seeing the access that I could get to people was was really the motivating force. Like, yo, I can take this over. Like, now, I'm going for I, it. I want to touch on something that, that you, like, few people that, that, that weren't around back then don't really realize that shift when Source was like the premier magazine. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, vibe drops. Yeah. And it's taking iconic pictures that we had never seen before. Yeah. The sure. treaches and, and, and the Snoop Dogs and, 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 and the black and whites. And it's now, it's not just hip hop, but it is also high art. Yeah, absolutely. And, that, and, and you're saying that's really what got you. And that's you. a guy named George Pitts, actually. You know, it's, it's funny how I responded to imagery before I actually thought really what I was saying, because I'm talking about the source, which has been here forever. Right. You know, Red Man with the you know tissue up his nose and the Ice Cube and you know and all which those was like the, it was like joints. the gloss, glossy pop in a sense, yeah. and then it shifts. Yeah, and then it shifts and got like artsy, quote right. unquote, as people would say. So, so, so going but, back to my original question, yeah, 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 the Jay Z thing. Of, yeah. yeah. Yes, please ask questions, Jazz. So when that shift happened and it went sort of high art, did you feel at that point were you intimidated? Were you excited? No, that was my lane. If anything, right. like you know, I, I don't. It was always about telling a story, like the real story of somebody, like what what makes you tick. You in this moment, I want you to be the best you that you can possibly be. And that's how it, it came to be. Like, for instance, meeting up with Jay-Z, I went in and I talked to Dame Dash and I said, look, I want to do this album. I'm passionate about it. I know what I'm doing. Here's my book. Jay was already like, yo, you got dope ideas. Like, I'm riding with you. Go talk to Dame and talk about the money. I said, look, I'm going to do it for 300 less than your lowest bid. Yeah, yeah. What drove you, know, you to? What drove, yeah, what I just drove didn't you care. To, to... I just said, cover my expenses. Like, And you know, Damon didn't believe you at the time. No, he was like, you're insane, dude. Right. Like, what are you talking about? Because Damon, I, I said, dealt I just want to do it. Like, because I, I don't really, it's, it's not about that to me. It's about making sure that this guy gets sent off in the right way. Right. And, and with a concept that I really wanted to execute which was reasonable doubt that I pitched and I said look how close to the concept did you actually perfectly wow. I designed the album cover with this kid named Adrian Vargas and uh, you know we talked back and forth so they just let legs. you hands off just they go. were like yeah I shot it literally in the house that, that I moved to New York and I shot there in the solarium it was on 72nd and Riverside and uh, it was and over by like by the piers where Trump has his empire like between mm-hmm. 72nd and 59th like that was that's where reasonable doubt happened. Now, what I didn't know until I was doing research on this, and even though I was in that circle, I didn't know that the original title for that album back then was "Heir to the Throne," Heir to the which throne. is kind of ironic when you look at where Jay Z is, in, in, you know, yeah. in this day and age. Did you have a different concept 
yeah. when that was the intended time. Yeah, it was all about like monarch, you know, my, having grown up in England and I've been over for like the Silver Jubilee, having family there. I've been to Buckingham Palace, palaces, castles all over the place. It was about like a monarchy. It was about royalty and treating them as such. And that was sort of, you know, kind of the first moment of elevation that I sort of, you know, grabbed and harnessed and said, look. So you saw from day one that Jay-Z was royalty. Oh, man, in my mind, he was it. That was it. And when Reasonable Doubt came in, you know, into play, you know, 22 twos and like, I mean, come on, man. I mean, like all of that stuff was just ridiculous. And, it, you know, he's so clever. I guess that's what I respond to. You know, it's, it's not the, the thug perspective of the hood and, you know, what our struggles are. Like, I just want you to be clever. Like, and that's just me. You know, somebody else might be like, no, Pac is the greatest of all times. For me, it was Jay and Outkast. You know, just because you, you taught, you, you push the borders out farther of how I'm allowed to think as right. a human being. And you take chances. And, you know, from style, like, you know, Andre 3000 wearing, like, you know, like curtains as pants with a, with a sheriff hat and a marching band, you know, jacket. Like, yo, come on, man. Yeah, I mean, well, that too. That was a sprinkle, but he I was that Andre. way before Baduism, you know? So, so, the, so the album drops. Correct. And then, fortunately for you, it's a success. Oh, people, yeah. people start catching on, and of course, the, as the music is seeping through the consciousness, the images, you know, the people are now yeah. the first images people are seeing of Jay Z or your, your work. So, you know, you're, you're hustling in the industry. You do this Reasonable Doubt album. Does the work start coming in a lot easier? I don't think it's ever been easy, man. I mean, even to this day, I mean, there's so much competition. There's so many people that want to like fill the shoes and. You know, claim top top spot. It's it's a hard thing. There's a lot of people that want to be a photographer. It's a nice way to make a living if you are visual and creative and are compelled to do it. But now you the know, labels know your work. The labels began to know my work. Right. You know, like okay, who's the kid who did that thing? That's dope. That's so what, we haven't really seen that in quite the same way. So what came right after Reasonable Doubt? It was uh, man, it's probably DMX. Wow. Uh, you know, it was DMX on the four three two one video with LL Redman and, and Method Man. And, you know, and they're like, yo, this kid is going to be big, man. You need to deal with this kid. And I was like, well, come on. Let's just go take some pictures. Like, I'm on a set. I'm not shooting behind the scenes of, you know, I'm, I'm not that kind of shooter. Like, yo, let me just take a minute with you. We started to reason with each other, realized that we, you know, we got along. And I shot him again for the source. Same day I actually shot Big Pun wow. in the Bronx. I shot Pun, Cardan. Uh, Cardan. Peter Guns and Lord Tariq. When's the last time you spoke to Cardan, man? Man, uh, probably He's the one about that got shot out the cannon, right? Four, four years ago. Was it Cardan that got shot out the cannon? Or? I, I don't know, man. Uh, Mino. Mino, Mino, Mino. Wow. <laughs> no, Cardan was doing some writing. Right. He's, he's, he's a good kid, man. And, uh, we, you know, I did an album cover for him. And, you know, it's just... I've, I've woven my way through through the fabric of this How'd industry. How'd you like man. working with DMX, man? X is incredible, man. Like he just, it, it was a different energy than I'd ever experienced, but one that like, <laughs> the one that I really responded to. You now, know, one of the up in Yonkers, like he literally, it went from a shift between two albums with him yelling out the side of the truck that I was driving, being like, "Wow, yo, baby, we on everything," you know, barking everything, like getting people hype. To, you know, flesh of my flesh, blood of my blood, which I also did in L.A., where he was like, you know, I'm an actor. I'm exhausted. They're putting me through my paces. Like, Jay, just just work with me, man. I'm going to give you what you need, man. Right. But, like, I got to sleep right now for an hour, and then I'm going to come back and I'm going to rock with you. Now, and, now I want to you know. talk about that particular album cover, because yeah. that album cover at the time blew away almost anything 
that hip hop had seen. Like you, you had Thank taken you. an image of him dripped in blood. Yeah. Like talk about that. Walk us through that whole concept. Well, you know, uh, there's different ways that album covers kind of come to me. You know what I mean? As far as uh, do I have to pause that? I'm wearing Brooklyn, right? Yeah. No, 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 it's, no, it's, no. All, it's all right. All right good. Album yeah. covers, right? Yeah, yeah album okay, covers. Okay, that's fine. All right, we're good. Good. Um, you know, there, there's different ways that that assignments are given. Sometimes it's like the artist really wants to work with you. They have an idea. They want to talk about some ideas, and and yeah, I'm, I'm here to reason with you. It's your album. I want to make you happy. And make you feel like, yo, we're doing an incredible job, you know? Um, and then sometimes it's like, yo, you're not going to be able to speak to the artist. Here's the title. And this was the case for DMX. Although I've heard of interviews otherwise, actually. But it was like flesh of my flesh, blood of my blood. I was like, can I do anything I want? So you can do anything you want. And I dove into like a Barnes and Nobles and I spent about 12 hours just researching everything from African voodoo to... You know, like car accidents. I mean, like I was everywhere. So it was the I, flesh just, and I the knew blood that, that gave you the. Yeah, just I don't know. There were so many different tie-ins. Like even reading these books, it was like you know there was a sort of a serpent, um, sort of like choker kind of thing on on one of these figures, and a dog's skull on top of one of these mm. hats, and it meant something. And somehow, like I connected. I was like, yo, that's a lane. Because of, you know, this, you know, sort of dog on the brain and that, that little choker thing that he was wearing, which is different from anybody. Like, there were little weird tie-ins that I tried to, like, you know, not take that route, but just draw influence from and try and create scenarios around it, you know? Right, not, um, not be too literal, but. No, 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 man. It was, it wasn't about making him anything or bringing voodoo into it. Like, uh, yeah, I don't touch John, any of that. John, but, let me, but it was, let me but, kind but, of switch places. No, no, but, but it was real right blood, though. It was, it was uh, real blood. Yeah, we slaughtered this horse um, that wait, had been put wait, down. Wait, you what? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just said that for you. Um, no, we we had a special concoction. It was about 60, uh, 60 gallons of blood. Uh, Six, what, sort of, what kind of blood, man? It was um, it's like carob syrup kind of thing. It got, know? it's, it's got to like, be, it can't be it had real viscosity. Blood, man. It wasn't. Yeah, it just would have been. It would have been too much. Come right. on, man. Just I too, mean, too and, crazy. and when you presented, that's how the girl died on that Ohio plays out when they put that X, money on her. He was open to this. No, 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 no. He was not open. That's to what it I'm. At all. That, he came back the second day. At, we had shot one day. We'd shot like some face painting thing, and you know, a couple simple portraits. He came back the second day. I said, I need two more shots. I need you for you in your moment of just like being the Don in your orange car in your low rider, which we drove around listening to Mary J. Blige. Everything, you know, just for like I was like, oh my god, this is one of the- that's the thug soundtrack. Yeah, it was crazy, and uh, but before that, it was thug it passion. was this, uh, yeah, it was this moment of of blood. And I said, look, you know, I've never steered you wrong. I shot you with the two dogs and Yonkers, you know, like where my dogs at. Great establishing. I did. Uh, it's dark and hell is hot. You know, it was a heavy album. It was like right for the moment. And it was you in the tunnel, and it was you ripping things down and giving the other perspective to all this smooth drug running Versace linen, you know, in the club, you know, bottles and, you know, like you were not that at all. And I, and I think the fact that he kind of really saw that I had thought about it and I could present it and enunciate it properly to him. He was like, yo, but I'm, I'm going to ruin my pants. I was like, man, that, that was his concern. Yo, yeah. I, I was mean, like, man, like, look, F your pants. Here's my pants. And like literally in front of about 20 people, I'm like, yo, take my pants. I'm sitting in, you know, my Marky Mark Calvin Klein boxes. <laughs> like, yo, I'm ready to shoot. I, I really don't. I'm insane. Right. You know, like, let's just go and make this Because you knew this was the right I believe image. In this. You knew and it was the like, right image for him. All right, I'm going to get in for you, dog. All right, we'll fucking get in, get in the tub then. Let's go. 
And I had chills the whole time I was shooting. I couldn't get a camera fast enough in my hands to shoot. It was like 10 frames per roll. I just shot the hell out of it, you know? And he was like, all right, that's it. That's it. Do you have to be a therapist at, at times? All the time. Like, I'm a psychology major, and that's actually served me better than any photo skill that I have ever, like, sort of acquired along my run. You know, it's like... You know, these these artists, and look, you have to take a step back. Like, these artists have such demands on them, whether they're just working in a scenario like this and doing an interview to, like, being out on the street. Now now it's insane. Like, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't pay to be an artist right now. Like, you walk outside, and then there's, like, cameras in your face, and then a Twitter, and then a toll booth person, and then you... No, it's everywhere no all the time. All. There's right. none right. at all. Like, you know, I'm I'm sprinkling myself into this arena, but I, I'd much rather be behind the camera. You know, I'm, I'm glad you know? that Dallas asked that question because I read that recent um, post that you did, um, that, that piece you did in Complex. Mm, yeah. About your 25 favorite covers. Sure. And one of the covers that, that, that is iconic is the um, Nigga Please, mm. um, ODB, Old Dirty Bastard. Yeah, man. And one of the things that you mentioned in it is that that was one of your most difficult you know, it's it's shoes. Wasn't difficult. And, and you talk man. about the psychology. Like and not what, having legs is difficult. Right. You know, I would imagine. And thank God I got both of mine. Right. Like but, there's but, nothing really that difficult. Like it's challenging in that you have to be incredibly patient. Right. You know, but like we waited for him for like seven hours. Seven hours. Yeah, and we didn't care. It was a Saturday. Now, we, now, we were now, drinking you, Coronas. Do you ever get pissed off though? Like like. Nah, rarely, rarely. I, I have the patience it, of a saint, and I think that's one of my greatest. Have you ever and, walked off a set? Uh, Almost once. Which 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 was this? I was in Queens and uh Is it God's son? Don't say it was God's No, son. no, no, no. God's son. Nas is Nas is a king, man. But nah, we were uh we were shooting in a cemetery and I remember that uh, there was a manager and I said, Look, you know, wh- why why do you want to go to Yankee Stadium? Like what of Yankee Stadium are you responding to? That I need to like process because I, now I need to make Yankee Stadium. Is it is it the boost that walk in? Is it like you want to try and get on the field, which can't happen, obviously in that short notice. Like, is it the block? Is it under the train? Is it in a bar? Like, what do you want of Yankee Stadium? He's like, all you need to know is I need the shot. I said, all right. Who's the artist? Let's man? let's just start Who, one more artist? time. Who's the artist? <laughs> It was the artist. The artist was fine, and you know, the manager and I reasoned it out. It was definitely didn't answer the question. Yeah, you know, it was an artist called. We can't let you grab with it like that. It's an artist called Graf. Graf, okay, right? He was on Sony, and it was cool, and it was a long. Graf has Graf's been in the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Look, I I respect everybody that's down to do it. Everybody has a moment. Everybody's entitled to a moment. You know what I mean? And if it's a long day, and if people can't fully and clearly enunciate what they want. Then it just makes it more difficult for right. me to give you and produce what you need for your artist. You know, and that's fine. It wasn't. It wasn't Graf though. Like, let's be clear, it was not Graf. It was just the manager at the time. He was like, "All you need to know is I need it." I said, "Okay, well, like, let me at least give you what you want. Like, I just need it." Right. I said, "You know what? <laughs> now, Yo, now, we have six shots out of eight. Like, I- I'm good." And I just, I just needed to walk, and I walked around the block, and the art director came out and said. Yo, please stay for these other shots. Right. You know, like we were shooting by the Cotton Club and we we're shooting at Yankee Stadium because they they needed it, clearly, which they couldn't enunciate why, but they needed it. So we I, shot it. I, I, and, I would imagine, you know, you, you just step back and you're a professional. Yeah, I'm always happy because no matter what the circumstances are, I'm going to put my heart and soul in because my name is on it. Right. But you know I would imagine I mean? also that what comes, what I'm reading from that is 
someone's trying to communicate with you in terms of what they want, they don't know how to express it. And, and it sounds and like that's sometimes the of, case. It sounds like a lot of insecurity as well. Uh, not being able to know it was. I, I don't think it was insecurity. I think it was just like the. I think he he thought that he was fighting for me to go and do it when in fact I was always going to do it. I was just trying to decipher what he needed. Right. You know, like why? What of Yankee Stadium? So right. I'm just giving you what you want. I am here for you to make you look great. That's it. That is my job today, and right. I'm going to do it at the highest level. And that's it. So there's no beef. It was no like, man, if I ever see him on the street, I'm going to joke him in the net. Like, you know, and you've like, never been involved in anything like that, have you? No, no, no. I mean, we've been shot at. You know, I've been shot at a couple times. Where have you times. been shot at, man? In Compton. In I Compton. was shooting DJ Quick in this, uh, in this field. Like, it was like a his field. grade school. Like, we're in a grade school, like, you know, playing field, ba- you know, baseball. Was like this that. actually in Compton? Or? This was in Compton, okay. yeah. It was, it was actually close to, to where game stays, I found out, you know, years later. And, uh, you know, we were there, it was getting dusk, and we just heard, like, they're like, okay, well, it's time, you know, Quick was like, yo, it's time to pack up, man, we're not welcome anymore here. Right, right. So, we packed up, and I kept it moving, but. They were shots in the air, you didn't hear that? Yeah, gunshot in the air, you know. going by, you didn't hear that? No, 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 I heard no. That's when you're getting shot, when you hear that? Yeah, not at, but, you know, you know. Close enough, close enough. It was definitely directed towards us, not gunfire towards us, but the sentiment was, thank you all for coming, good night, God bless. What is it about L.A., man? Because I remember Fat Five Freddy and his historic interview with N.W.A. for Yo! MTV Raps when they were on the flatbed. They got shot at, man, which yeah, is kind of crazy. It's, it's real. <laughs> now, you know, it's it's Compton. It, I, I lived in Compton for like six months, and the mood there, it's really an interesting place because there's a lot of like really middle class and upper middle class people there. Sure. But it's the dichotomy between the have and the have nots is so huge that the have nots are just very vocally angry. So, yeah, they're going to shoot at you. Of course. They of course, just, you know, they have to. Of course, John. Yeah. As as the medium that you've been creating art for has gone from, I mean, I I read one time about how artists, how how graphic artists lamented the, the fact that album covers uh, got shrunk down to CD cases. Oh sure. Uh, now that CD cases have kind of disappeared into and JPEGs. everything is to JPEGs into the digital world. Yeah. Um, do you feel like your art is now taken for granted? No, you know, I, I think now more than ever, the image is so important, man. And I never really did it for, like, the outlet. Like, even if I was shooting, an, you know, an album cover for rap pages, I was always about shooting Rakim. I didn't care what. Do whatever you want, man. I got it for the history books. I've, I've always seen down the road, you know, five years, ten years, twenty years. Like, it's it's it was never a moment of... Yeah, I'm just gonna do this, and that's gonna be my tear in my book. I'm like, I just want dope images. Like, I, I, w- I had always had that kind of in my mind. So, you know, to answer your question, it was never about where it's gonna appear. Do, do whatever you want with it. Have, have you so, archived? Have you have you uh, digitally archived um, your work? No, you know, and it's it's a daunting task. It's it's one of the the real things that uh, that is a challenge because it takes so much, it's like so much, like even even shooting digitally now, like. It, you know, thousands of dollars worth of like just backup drives mm-hmm. that sit in a in a box, like in a cold storage somewhere in New York. You know, like mm-hmm. like it's insane. Like to to now think about going back over eighteen an eighteen year career and like scanning one by one these negatives, which is exactly how it has to be done. Like is mm. 
it's, it's going to take it's, some time. It sounds like I need a grant if anybody has money it, out there. It I sounds like you can afford a couple of interns, though. Uh, yeah, man. <laughs> Absolutely. I get, I get some shout-outs every once in a while. So, you know, we just really need to kind of... Yeah, you know, it's a new day and age, man. I mean, you like, have to do that. You have to. You have to. You have to do it. Oh no, no, absolutely. Yeah. It has to be done for history, you mm-hmm. know, to, mm-hmm. because really, this is, you know, in my mind. Look, I didn't do it single handedly, but this is a definitive body of work for hip hop for the last twenty years. Mm-hmm. You know, from Jay Z to the Black Album, that's one moment. You know, there's sprinkles just before of Big Daddy Kane, Slick Rick, Ice T, blah blah blah, and then just afterward as well. Now into the ASAP Rockies, the Machine Gun Kellys, and you know, Theophilus London, the people that are making new new waves. You know, it's like, but it needs to be compiled. You know, if you had to choose your most important picture, uh. Probably, I'd say Aaliyah, like right before oh, yeah, she I was passed. Think about that. You know, it's like you can't go do it again. Mm. One, and and she was at such a pivotal moment in her career that you know, like it was about to be over. Like she was, she was gone, and she was a sweetheart, and like people believed in her and upheld her, and and you know, held her on this, you know, in the I, palm I, of her hands. Like she was it. I read that story. And she was magic. I read that story in, in complex, and yeah, if you yeah. could share with the internet. Exactly, you know that sure. transaction yeah, with yeah. Aaliyah, and I'm, I'm glad you did bring that up. That transaction, yeah. that very last transaction you had with her. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it, I had an idea that I wanted to shoot her in the Caribbean, which is crazy, and I'll tell you why. It'll come full circle. But um, I was supposed to shoot her in the morning. Um, Blackground needed a bunch of press and publicity shots. Blackground was the label. But, yeah, Blackground Records. Yep. Um, and. Uh, they said, but we need 10 shots, and if you can't do 10 shots in the the time we're allotted, then, you know, I don't know, we might have to reconsider. I said, look, I really want to work with her. She's gorgeous. I'm going to put my heart and soul into this. She must have been beautiful. Because like, so looking spirit at her on beautiful. screen, yeah. she was beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I no, can't she, even... was, she was even more beautiful than any picture ever taken of her. You know, there, there are sprinkles of like, oh, yeah, that's her. You know, and, and I really feel like there's a couple of pictures that are stand out from my session, you know, but it, but it was really about, you know, her energy. Essentially, like I had a whole block of a day. There were two shoots in a day. I had the morning and then someone else had the evening. The night before at 11 o'clock p.m., they flopped them. You know, so I had things timed to the minute. Like, we're going to go here, and then the production what, what, goes What's flop mean? What does flop mean? You know, we, they just switched. Like, I, okay. I then went to the evening, and right. they wanted the morning. I see. For whatever reason, it had to be that way. And, you know, I got the I got the end session. And uh, she showed up, and, you know, I said, look, I got to do all these pictures. She's like, I'm riding with you, baby. Let's go. And I was like, oh, really? It's that easy? Like, there was no, you know, psychology in, like, Yo, let me tell you why, and this is important because it she was, was just like, totally malleable. On, she man, took your hand. Let's, let's, let's go. She had a great crew, great team. Like, man, just sweet people. You know, her mom was there as well. Like, mm. it was, it was a family operation. You could really see like how special that vibe was. You know, um, so we shot a bunch of pictures there. Then went outside, shot it with this car, um, and then came back into the studio. And one of the highlights, man, I remember. You know. I saw out of the corner of my eye these fireworks going off, like nowhere near 4th of July. I don't know what the hell they were going off for. And I took a minute. I said, yo, you've been working so hard. I did something special for you. Come over here. I grabbed her hand and walked her to the window. I was like, I did this whole firework display for you. She said, man, you so stupid, man. I was like, yo, I just needed you to have a breather. I just right. want to say thank you right. for my day, you know. And then went back. We finished the shot. And it's tradition for me to have the artist sign 
Polaroids from the day that I would stick together, like back when Polaroids really existed. You know, they sort of do now, but you know, and and I, I literally I chased her down the hallway, and I had told her about the idea of shooting her in the Caribbean, and she wrote on my Polaroid, "I'll see you in the Caribbean." Mm-hmm. So, you know, being a fan of the Caribbean, and like every time I land, it's just sort of like, okay, mm-hmm. you know, like I always take a moment just to like reflect and say, you know, it, it's one of those moments like. Man, if she wow. could go, we could all go. Right. You know, and it's that perspective of, like, I need to now really push. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I need to go at this thing. And, and whatever comes into my mind, like, I need to achieve it quickly, mm-hmm. you know? Is it haunting that you take, you know, in your line of work, man? I mean, I guess in all of our line of work, man, we have to deal with this. But particularly for you, you deal with these iconic characters. And at any moment, some of them are no longer with us. Yeah. I mean, Jam Master J. B.I.G., Big Pun, like all of these people that you photograph, man. Like, like, does that take a toll on you or does it haunt you, man? Like, what does that affect on you? You shoot them, you capture them in a moment in life, and then after that, they're gone, man. It's the same when it's it's the same kind of a situation. It's awareness of how important those images are because you might not not see them tomorrow. You know, it's like – that's kind of what it, it sparked in my mind. You know, I mean, like even Heavy D I had spoken to about, you know, a week before he passed, mm. man. You know, and it was like, yo, Jay, you got to come in the studio. I'm doing some crazy stuff. I'm like, yo, you're one of the people that gave me my start. Like, yeah, I'd be honored. I'd love to come and see you. You tell me when, and I'm there. I'm in L.A. now. I'm here. I'm going to London. I'm back. And, you know, it was like, you know, the people that have always believed in me, I, I believe in, you right. know. But, you know, just getting back on on topic, you know. I think it's it's one of those situations where you realize how important it is to capture those people, you know, for the world to see and feel. Because, look, maybe everybody thinks this is a really small thing, you know, this hip-hop game. And, oh, that's cute. There's a bunch of kids having fun. But, yo, this is forever. This is pop culture. It's alive. It's the pulse. It's opened every door. It's provided the studio and the ability for all to sit in a room. You know, whether a white kid from Cleveland or a kid from Brooklyn, Bronx, wherever, Cali, Chicago, like, you know, like we're all here for the same purpose of like continuing to, to elevate, pay homage and, you know, give awareness to, to what we feel is special. Right. And, and the voices are loud and they're clear. And we're here. Real talk. You know, one thing that I think that you, I mean, a lot of stuff that you do is special, man. But, you know, going over some of your catalog, I was looking at the um, Run DMC Crown Royal mm-hmm. album cover. Mm-hmm. And this is an album cover that you shot in 2001. So technically, if you look at it, man, it was Run DMC past their prime, you know. But the shot that you took was so fucking sick. It looked like they were in their prime. But sure. like, like, how did you pull that shit together, dude? Well, you know, it's it's sort of with with people that that I've uh, with people that have created the foundation of interest for me, like wanting to be in this game and 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 in this you know sort of hip hop world. You know, it, it was always those early pioneers that you know it was finally my moment to have a conversation and make a statement with these artists. So. To me, they were in their prime because they had always been in it. They were always part of the foundation for me, you know. And I think that that's look at that, dude. you know, I, like like you can't tell me that's that's Run DMC in two thousand and one. 
That's that's Run DMC everlasting. Yeah, exactly. It's their legends. They're legends, and that's how I approached them. You know, and you know, I had an idea of, no, of basically no, no Photoshop with that. No, uh, no, nah, man, I don't do Photoshop. I mean, but but I mean, even if you look at Run, Ever. man, he looks like Run DMC from the eighties, dude. Sure. Yeah, and that was it. You know, look, they were DMC they were incredible. DMC is quintessential b boy, and then Jay is Jay, man. They gave me they gave me such time, such presence, such focus. They're like, yo, you, you know, I think even in that moment, they were like, yo, you're man, you did all these Jay-Z cards. Like, yeah, we got the best. We're good. You know, and, and I think that that was sort of like, all right, man, you just now you got to produce. Now you right. got to really achieve, right. you know, and, and make something special. So, you know, one of the things that I did, which which I'm really proud of, um, which not a lot of people have seen, is I shot just the elements. Like it was like Jam Master J's gold chain with the Adidas mm. shoe on it. And I shot just these glasses DMC's glasses and I shot, you know, Rev Run's like hat with you know, something. So, you know, you didn't it was shoot like the these, collar, though, right? Say, you just shoot the collar, right? Nah, man. I, I think it was even. <laughs> I don't know whether no he shots, was. No he, shots. Was he at that point? I don't know. Yeah, yeah he was. Yeah, yeah he was wearing the red cape. Yeah, know? he was. Yeah. No red down capes. With the king. Nah, I was, you know, I was like down with the king. And yeah, before, before that, right. you know, of course. Look, every, everyone's got a path, man, that they got to follow, and you know, it's cool, but. You know, those are the images that kind of kind of stick out in my mind because Jam Master J is buried in that chain, so we'll never see it again. These are artifacts now. So yet another nod, you know, to covering kind of everything. You know what I mean? Like pay attention to everything, the elements, the smallest things that you think like, oh, I'll get that, I'll shoot that, you know, that chain next time. Like, right. Now, 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 one of the things though, man, we talk about, you know, the, the these these legends passing on, right? But one of the remarkable things that you've also documented is you've documented the growth of Lil Wayne. Oh, like yeah. You shot him at such an early, early, early age, man. And, and, and seeing him from, how old was he when you first shot Lil Probably Wayne? Probably like 15 or 16. 15 or 16. Yeah, it was the first uh, XXL cover was uh, the Cash Money cover, and it was when Juvenile Ha came out. That's you with that bad ass bands on. When you were shooting him, no, what, man, did you have Wayne? Wayne wasn't fifteen. Then Wayne was probably like about it. seven. No, seven like eleven years old. <laughs> I think it was a, like he was no, like he five was like, years old when he started rapping. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't catch him. You know, oh, back okay. then. Okay. But uh, you know, this is my first in introduction, and I really. Yeah, it was right kind of, you know, at or before that sort of bling bling right. kind of moment when now, he coined the phrase. Did you have any yeah. idea that Wayne? Did no. he stick out at the time, or he's just yes. one of these young? Yeah, he did. He, he did. did. He yeah, did yeah. St- stand out. To me, it was always juvenile because I thought that uh-huh record well, was crazy. Well, juvenile kind of changed. And Jay Z's the- remix of it was like, "Yo, are you kidding me?" We got like, Dream Hampton in the house. Give Dream oh, Hampton wow. a round of applause. What's up, internet? We, we closing out women's history. Yeah. strong for real. You got for Dream real. Hampton in the house. What's up, Dream? Cut it out. All right. So, so talk, talking again so, about Wayne, man. Yeah, that was my first introduction. And, right. and, you know, I was juvenile was it to me, like, because of that record, you know. And then I was sort of like my first introduction, like, yo, here's Baby. He's running the show. That's slim. Cool. You know, Turk and BG were, right. were cool. And everybody was interesting photographically. But, you know, somehow Wayne, I, I locked off. I was like, yo, there's something and I can't figure it out. Because, like, he always, like, caught my periphery. And it was like, it, whether it was him, like, you know, eating a bag of Cheetos with a Dr. Pepper in his hand, like, 
and I would shoot him just to kind of make him smile. Like he's like, man, get that thing out of my face, dude. Like I'm, you're supposed to be over there. So there's always this. So like, he's to be being a kid. He was yeah, actually he being was a, a kid, kid at the time. You know what I mean? And which is in a sense kind of special because he oh, wasn't was trying to be anything. other I than think what his he was. growth and and his understanding of sort of like quote unquote like hierarchy. Like, he was always the last one to pick out outfits. Mm-hmm. Like, that hierarchy still applies when he's there. Like, he'll give all his boys everything when he's done looking at it. Right. You know what I mean? And, right. and it was always his way. And he had to make do with things that were, like, triple XL and, and give it his own swag to just be, you know, in, in the game and, and, and look cool. You know? Uh, another thing that, you, that, that stood out is... But he uh, said, not to cut you off, man. Okay. You know, he said one thing. Um, he did a behind the music, you know, mm-hmm. and this was after... All the like, I think probably after Carter three, and uh, you know they asked him they're like, you know, are there any writers that that have your story? Like, who have you really hung out with? And he's like, nah, there's nobody. You know, it's always been like little one off kind of things that I can think of. And he stopped. He said, oh yeah, you got to talk to Jonathan, man. Mm. You know, because I did Carter one, two, three. I did all the press stuff for every one of the Pen and Pixel album covers. Right. I was Pen the Pixel B. Yeah. Wow. I used to love Pen and Pixel, though. Yo, I, I would, used to love Pen always, and Pixel, B. Yo, I saw a Pen and Pixel shoot, and it happened in, like, five minutes. I'm like, <laughs> what the? Really? Like, that was that was it? Like, that's the no, hot? No, I mean, okay. they just had okay. so much shit going yeah. on. Oh, yeah. And if you were in an altered state of mind, you would be able to see the story that they were Look, trying I, to Look, yeah, I get the story. I get what it is, man. I, I'm, I'm very much a purist when it comes to taking pictures, right. you know? And uh, I, I remain it to this day. Like, yeah. I'm a do-it-in-pre kind of guy. Like, not a, like, yo, we'll drive, we'll shoot him against the green screen, and then we'll drop him in Africa. Right, right, right. Like, right. no, no, no. Let's go to Africa. Let's go to Africa. Like, here's the thing. Your mind is going to be different. You're going to see, like, somebody with a pet cheetah, you know, a pet hyena or whatever on the street with, you know, like, it just changes your perspective right. and how you feel in the air. Is so you want to take the, you want to take the viewer exactly. Yeah, with like it. let's go on a journey. Like, look, if nothing else, even if it's not solely for the viewer, it's for the artist. You know, it's like you know, Chameleon Air and I. You know, he was like, look, I want to go where you want to go for this album cover because you see a lot more shit than I do. And I said, all right, I'm going to take you to my favorite places. Let's go to Paris. And then the following day, we're going to go to Jamaica. Mm. We're going to go to Kingston. So, like, we went on, like, a week, you know, photo shoot slash vacation. From Paris to Jamaica. From Paris to Jamaica. And we were in, you know, three, four days there and three, four days there. And, and did you, know, you use like, both? Did you yeah, use we used them both, man. It was like, you know, like how, that does that even, how does that even gel, though? This is for the ultimate victory, you know. And, and in his mind, it was like... I'm not mad at anything anymore. Like, I want to see the world. Like, this is my life. Like, I want to explore it. I want to see. I want to learn. Like, I respect you as an artist, Manion. Like, yo, let, let's go. Let's go. I'm down. I'll, I'll do whatever you want, you know? And uh, so we, we went, showed up, and had an amazing experience and created in, incredible pictures, man, that, yeah, that are lasting. But more than anything, like, he's never going to forget that trip. Right. You know, I, I cut brownies in a 17th century chateau with a black card. He's like, yo, you remember that time you cut brownies with a black card? I was like, yeah, that was fun. We couldn't find a knife. And, you know, titanium works, too. That's so, crazy. I mean, it was, yeah, it's just funny. Like, these are things that, that he won't forget. And, and, let and alone me. that reminds me of the story when you shot the uh, Martha, Marshall Mathers album, Eminem. Mm-hmm. Initially, it was supposed to be, the album was supposed to be called Amsterdam. Amsterdam yeah. You guys flew to Amsterdam. Yeah, we did. And shot a whole bunch of pictures. Yeah, Red Light District, everywhere, some old dock, like... He was game, man. Like he and, and you didn't partake. Hold on, I, I'm I'm more concerned that you didn't partake. Maybe I did. Maybe I did. Okay, I don't know. All right, I don't know you. what you're talking about. Thank you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So Thank now you. I got it. Thank you. Call my lawyer. No. Uh, no. It's 
yeah, we, I mean, we were over there. Yeah, we, we let loose, definitely, you know, and uh, we were in a red light district, and he was just down for, you know, a lot of artists are like, okay, what time are we going to be done with the shoot? And he was like, yo, can we do a couple more pictures? I just had a couple more ideas. And that sort of defined, like, who he was in that moment and who he is to this day, you know, like, he was very active in his visuals and, and what he was creating, you know, and, and yeah, that's, that's a photographer's dream, man, for somebody to say, look, you know, Let's go. Let's do more. But then they change the, the concept, and the title of the album becomes yeah. Marshall Mathers. And you yeah, decide yeah, yeah. now to, to go to Detroit. You know, we're just storytelling. Like, that was an aspect still of who he was. You know what I mean? Sort of this lax, you know, laissez-faire kind of approach to life. And like, yeah, all right, we're in a coffee shop now. And later I'll be on stage, and I'm going to tear it down. And, like, I'm, I'm the best. I'm dope. And, uh, and I think there was a moment of, like, let's establish Eminem. You know, as Marshall Mathers, like who the, we understand the character Slim Shady now. Now let's get introduced to the man, and I think that that was, you know, I mean, certainly looking back at all of the albums, like one of the most rewarding moments to be a part of when you really found out who he was and how vicious he was on the mic, man. You know, I mean, he was he was tearing it up, man. You when know? you were, when you were flicking him up in Detroit, did did Trick Trick come up on the shoot? And make take pictures of him? <laughs> Probably. Yeah, because Trick Trick don't... If you're in Detroit doing anything, Trick Trick wants a part of that. Yeah, <laughs> I party with Trick Trick, man, all the time. Yeah, he, we, we get down. That's my best friend from grade school. Now, let me I'll ask lie. you, man. I'll if lie. there was anybody you wished you could have worked with, man, that, that's no longer here, man. Who do you wish you had an opportunity God, to work man. with, man? How much time do you have? You know, there's so many. I mean, I think, you know, again, being a fan of, like, Caribbean culture, Bob Marley is certainly... I mean, the, yeah. Known worldwide, probably the most popular human being, but you know Muhammad Ali, Gandhi, you know, like all of those people. Like, yo, what are you really about? Like, because right. you're you're forever and one of the most popular human beings. So, what ever would, what would you do with Gandhi, man? Like, what what like like know, putting man. you on the Just spot right now? Him. <laughs> Walk with him. I've, I've seen some amazing things. Like I'd love to. Like yeah, yeah, I'd pimp him out. I'd lean him against the car. Put a gold chain on him. Swag, 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 Gandhi out, man. <laughs> no, man. I, I guess, I guess my my number one would be would be Bob Marley, mm. just because of just what he said, how he lived, how he touched people, and you know, I, I think that was. I'm intrigued and and fascinated and. You know, and Amber totally taken by the culture, and I really, I think that he just made so much sense. He lived on his terms. He was a businessman, like super professional. You know, with his band, like it wasn't sort of like these lax rules. I, I find the slackness now like really disappointing in hip hop. Like right. mediocrity is is terrible, and I find that you know those old school values across the board from James Brown. Across. Mediocrity is terrible anyway. Right. Anybody that strives for mediocrity, man, just pack it up and do something else, man. Because that's if not your calling. An album, if there was an album that you actually could have gone back and said, I would have shot something different for that, what album would that have been? I would have shot something different? Mm -hmm. That you didn't do. Someone else did. Someone mm. else's album. Don't, don't, don't make him take apart someone else's shit. No, I would love to hear that no. answer. That's a great question. Man up. Wow. That's a great question. I, uh, God, that's, that's a crazy question. Like... I don't know, like throughout history of all times, I don't know, I, I would have loved to have worked with Big Daddy Kane mm. in the moment that, you know, like long live the Kane, mm. uh, ain't no half step in, like any of those kind of moments in time, like I really can say like pretty much single-handedly, him and the DOC, but more Big Daddy Kane is really the reason why I was like compelled to be a part of this. Just like 
whatever he, you know, like he was just on. He was it and comfortable in his skin and you know, like this is it, man. I'm I'm everything. And if you don't realize it, then I don't care. Sorry. What are you, you working know? on right now, John? What am I working on, man? I'm working on doing a good interview and and uh, <laughs> being the best me that I being the best me that I could be. We should have gone to a music break. <laughs> we should have. You get a, to let I was you get trying to tell air. you that before, man. To let you get some air because when when you had no, that, that bomb ass point, we should have. We but yeah, that was a good one. On I, we still I had an exclamation point already, but I, I, I we'll, do you got more. You got more. You I got more. Plenty, man. We ain't going nowhere. We ain't going nowhere, man. Leader, so 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 we're stretching this. Let's let's take let's take a little music break. How many more hours? Why not? Why not? Why not? Jonathan Yo, Mann, I'm in. Jazz I'm in the fly. building. Dream Hampton. Jazz Dream fly. Hampton. Dream in the building. I broke my headphones. In the building. <laughs> Dream Hampton is in the building. Internet. I tell you stay what. Stay logged on. I Dream Hampton is in the building. Whatever you're doing right now, hey, stay logged on. If we go five hours, they're not, not going to download years. the show. It's going to be too long to download. I'm not going five hours. We have nowhere to go. Let's break the show and do the next show already. We next week. We living in the future. Exactly. You were talking about the Combat Jack show. Featuring Dallas Penn, WWWC Radio. I don't Stop. I need you headphones. Fuck yeah. Hey, for life, long live Pimp C. This is Trill OG Bum B, letting you know that you're now tuned into the Combat Jack Show on PNC Radio.fm. So pay attention. Nets, yeah. Internets, chit, 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 chit. Yeah. Hey, Dallas Penn, man. Internets. Why are we always having these marathon type? Are we supposed to have a two-hour show? Listen, it does not stop. And and if anybody has listened to the show straight through, ultimate salute. But get a fucking life. <laughs> <laughs> this is the type of show, man. You you wanna you need to be able to download so that you could then fuck with it in pieces. Exactly. I mean, bring I back mean, the download. Th- this show tonight, this show today. Bring back the download. <laughs> Free the Combat Jack Show. Free the download, right? Free the Combat Jack Show. There you go. Well, man, internet. Set, it's, 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 been, it's, it's been a great show. It's not even over yet. Um, when we left off, we were talking to Jonathan Mannion about you know what he's working on now. I'm hearing some great things about you. You've got new management, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. DJ Clark Kent, DJ Hawaii Clark Mike, Kent, Simon, yeah. Hawaii Mike. We doing some some LTD branding, branding initiatives. Yeah, tell, yeah. Us, tell, tell us about that. Oh man. yeah, nah, you know, uh, oh yeah, oh man, hold on one second. Pause. I'm breaking stuff up in here. Pause. Oh, you didn't say Mike, so there's no pause. No. Pause. Yeah, no, that was just you. But thanks, yeah. though. I mean, <laughs> a King, a King is, is early pause. Yeah, he's heavy pause. Yeah, yeah. pause everything in the yeah. next yeah. hour and anything yeah, yeah, crazy yeah. I may say. Thank you so much. Super pause, do sir. So yeah, what I'm working on right now, uh, you know, I think the thing that that I'm most excited, I went I went down to Art Basel um, in uh, in Miami December. We did a four day event. ASAP Rocky performed. I heard it was DJ amazing. Clark, I heard it was amazing. Like 30, 37, 38 pictures. Gabrielle Union in the building. You know, Chris Bosch came through. I gave him a print off the wall. Like nice. just on a humble. Like you know, people were coming to support me. Like. I, there's nothing that you know that I wouldn't give. You know, I, I just I'd rather see a smile on someone's face than have something just, you know, sitting in storage somewhere. Right. You know, mm. um, I interviewed Rick Ross as well. Mm. Oh. <laughs> 
for uh, the following day about the four album covers that I created with him. You know, so that was really rewarding to kind of hear his perspective. Like, you never get a chance to really download, like, well, how, how was that? Like, did you, did we think we, like, got the shot? Did we not? Did we, are we missing something? What can we get, you know, photographically the next time? You know, so it was just good and that he spent the time and he tagged up one of the pictures. And, and due to the success, we did the Grammys. And, nice. uh, you know, even with, like, the battle of, of tons of different events, um, I had uh, Big Daddy Kane perform. He nice. came through and he was just like, yo, you're a priority for me. Like, it is your moment. And you've supported my career, and we've had many conversations about it. There's nothing I wouldn't do to support yours. DJ Quick Spun, Mr. Chalk was on, um, Scoop DeVille, Swiss Beats Touch the Mic, and then, uh, you know, just to kind of big up really the archive, like sort of saying, look, if, if he wasn't out there scrapping from, you know, 93 to, to present, really, but especially those early years, none of, you know, the kids now, would be able to see what it really felt like, right. you know, and, and visually, I think that these are, you know, some of the defining photos uh, of the greats, you know, from Jay and Marcy projects, you know, two Swiss beats with the whole Rough Riders compilation the DMX with the dogs. Like, I mean, name anything, you know, and, and now it's just a matter of like keeping it current and, and yeah, I'm just have a good time with it. You it know sounds I mean? like you're having the best time of your life right now. Oh, right? It's incredible. You know, just, just to really feel like, Look, you know, I'm a historian on many levels. I have the stories. I have, you know, sort of, um, you know, spent days with these people and got to know them and, and repeat business. Like, you really grow with these artists. And, and it's nice to now call a lot of them, like, true friends. You know, like, I interviewed Game for a couple hours. He's like, you know, yeah, I'm glad I'm your friend. By the I way, like, I, I, I love that shot <laughs> Thanks, of Game. Game. I love that shot of Game. With him peeking out under the window. Yeah, that's and, one of my and favorites. Gun, that's, like, that's one of my favorite shots also. It's an internet. If you can, Google, you know, Jonathan Mannion in the, in the game and peep that image of, of, of game looking. It was some real sinister shit. Yeah, that was it. sort of my version of by any means necessary. Right. But it was, it was a real moment. I went out actually before the label. I said, look, I want to come out to Compton. And, and photograph you just like, you know, the day before the shoot, I don't want labels around. I don't want to be like just stifled. Even if they never get used, I, I just want to give you this privilege of having sort of the, you know, sort of raw, uncut version of what this photo session right. would be. And, uh, he was like, yeah, okay, come to Compton. I was like, just give me a street name. He's like, oh, Brazil in Wilmington. I was like, all right, see you in a minute. He's like, sure, okay. He showed up. He's like, I mean, he said it in an interview the other day. He's like, you know, you're the first white boy on my block besides the postman. I was like, I'm the first white boy on everybody's block. Right. Like, like I don't, I don't see it like that. I right. just see it as opportunity. I see it as access and the ability for me to do my thing. Who, who excites you today, man, about shooting, man? Some of these younger artists, man. You mentioned Ross. You mentioned ASAP. Yeah. Who, who, who do you, who do you really want, like capturing, man, these days, man? No, I t I'll tell you the truth, man. And 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 you just said it, man. ASAP Rocky is the truth, man. Right. I, I really. I love his his respect for what's gone before. I love his influences that he's choosing from, you know, Bun B, who just did, you know, to Pimp C, to, you know, Bone to, Thugs to and Harmony. To, to Rock him, to his mom naming Rock, him Rock him. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, he, he's, yeah, I think he's blessed in so many ways, and, and he's having fun with it. Right. Like, there's no, I'm going to try and be like something. He's just existing as him. Take it or leave it. You know, he's... You know, wearing fox, you know, like literally foxes, you know what I mean, around his neck, like, you know, some shaft. He kept the heads on? Album cover, yeah, head on. He kept the eyes in? Eyes, eyes on, as far as I can <laughs> oh, tell from keep Instagram. The, eyes on. the resolution the Instagram. See. 
Yeah, no, 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 exactly. And, uh, you know, it's just like people were like, man, there's nothing to do with Harlem. Like, yo. Jonathan, what would you do everything. for free? Nothing. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, I'll do the do Combat Jack free? radio show. Ooh. Okay. Well, hold on, hold on. What, what else would you do for free? That, that's worth your time. Hold on, hold on, hold on. He, man, hold on. anything. Yo, I just, I just did a... I did an incredible shoot in New Orleans for 10 days. And really? it was just from the heart, a passion project. And, you know, I think more people should do things from the heart and not about, like, how much is, here's my day rate and here's what it, like, slotted across the table. Like, yeah, that's cool. And we all have to keep lights on. And, and, and there should be respect for what people's worth is, you know? But Have you, you ever know, uh, turned anyone down? Yeah. Who? Uh, a lot of people. A lot of people for different reasons, you know, like, you know, I, I'm directing music videos as well. And there's tunes that I can't wrap my head around. I, I look, I'm not going to be able to give you what you expect from me. I would rather you go somewhere else than someone who really loves this tune. And, you know, huge people, huge people, you know, top 10 artists and over and over. Like, I just I don't know. I don't believe in it. I, I can't see it. And if I can't see it, can't. then I, I can't I can't give you definitely not turn it, tune it, turn it down. Uh, Justin Bieber joint, though. No, nah, dude, I'm intrigued by him. I'd love to work with him, you know, just to see what it's about, like this this frenzy and this mania about this kid. It's you know? real. I remember I ran into totally. you. I ran into you several months ago, and I, and I told you that I would love to see some of your work with um, Action Bronson. Have you had a chance to shoot Action? Yeah, you know, I met him uh, with Dante uh, at a at a show he did at SOBs, and uh, it was just kind of a humble kind of meeting, you right. know, green room kind of style. And I'm like. You know, like, what should we do? Like, you know, nice to meet you, blah, blah, blah. Hey, I know your work. I'm a fan. You know, Dante speaks about you. Cool, cool, cool. Thank you so much. Like, I'm glad you heard. Like, I, I love what you're doing. And, uh, you know, I said, Let, let's do something crazy, man. It's like, you know, let, let's go to the Cayman Islands and go scuba diving and that be the photo shoot. Let's do something like something totally off the wall. for right. the experience, right. you know, like everything. Like, I just like to do the unexpected. And and even though that would have been a money, you know, like a moment of just kind of playtime for us. Of course. Like, I don't know. I found it interesting. And then it's even if that was the agenda and we did it and nothing was ever shot, I know that I could have gotten cool shots right, right, right. wherever I was yeah. in, in that kind of an environment. But he's a, you know, he's a gourmet chef, yeah. you know, which I which I knew and forgot about until I was reminded before I walked in the studio. Like, like there's there's a lot going on with this kid, yeah, you know. A, yeah, he's a he's and Muslim a, and like you he's know, Muslim. That's what I heard. That's what Get I was just been told. He, his father is a Muslim. He's not, he's not Muslim. He, by, by birth, he's half Muslim. He's half Muslim. You I know, it's just know like that. I don't know. I'm I'm fascinated. Well, he's Muslim and, and Jewish and lyric <laughs> lyrically, lyrically he's a beast. You know, yeah, lyrically like, he is a beast. Man. Like I think I think we'd have a fun session. Right. You know. So what can the world expect next from you, man? What is next, man? Uh. Well, the immediate, immediate future, we're going out to Berlin. We're going to do another one of these shows out there. Nice. You know, it's a hugely creative community, and uh, I'm really excited to kind of be challenged by what they'd like me to accomplish. Right. You know, whether it's like me drawing and painting on my own work, you know, like that's, you know, I'm a painter and, and I've drawn all my life. Like, so that's intriguing to, to, to dive uh, more into the art form, right. you know, not just like, okay, I take pictures, cool, here's your drive, have a good day, I'm flying home. Like, I'm really, uh, I think, in a great creative space to, to kind of make a difference and do things. And, you know, a Testament is, is the show that's traveling around right now. I've been working with the artists, bringing them a print, showing them a ton of markers, you know, and pens and spray paint and whatever, and say, look, go to town. Nice. What do you want? I don't care. I want nice. something from your heart. Nice. DJ Quick did one. You know, nice. ASAP did one. Most Def did an incredible one about his name and changing his name. Nice. Like, 
you know, the streets. You know, my mom gave me the name Dante Smith in 1971. You know, is a you know. Then I got the name Most Def, and it's you know, a name that the streets embraced. I hope you've enjoyed my work. It's now, like, I call myself Yasin Bay. Yasin the name is what you respond to, not what you're called. And this is what I respond to as many. Like, it was this crazy mm. just, and it happened in like five minutes. Mm. You know, like, well, maybe 20, but. You know, he took the time and changed the marker. It's beautiful, this thing. So no, that really I, gives I me hope that, that people are still thinking on different levels and different plateaus. And those are the people that I want to deal with. Well, mm. Jonathan, man, I, I'm really, once again, honored, man, that you came by the oh, show. Man, I'm, I'm really happy for your continued success, too, man. Thanks for stopping by. Oh, man, anything you, pleasure, anything man. you want to talk about, man, just hit me. Let me know, man. Oh, for sure. Uh, where, can, where can the internet find you, man? I'm at Jonathan Mannion, J-O-N-A-T-H-A-N-M-A-N-N-I-O-N, on so, pretty much everything. And JonathanMannion.com. Uh, I'm on Twitter and Tumblr. Numenati, Numenati, man. He trademarked. There'll be everything. no other Jonathan Mannion. Numenati! Ever. <laughs> Ever. Man, thank you. I'll take it. Yeah, I hope I not, mean, man. Uh, unless you make them. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna make some. I'm gonna make some. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry. We yeah. got we got to follow up with with Jonathan cap, capturing some images of us as well, man. I would love done love to see that, man. I would definitely love. Real to Real talk, see that. I can't fuck with that spaceship Jonathan's on. You can't fuck with it. Nah, man. <laughs> what, why not? He'll take a picture of me, man. I'll be dead a year later. <laughs> <laughs> He'll take the best fucking picture I ever yeah. took. Yeah. I took a lot of pictures. I, I cannot. I cannot fuck. Somebody with this actually has told me that before. You know, but they're not fucking. They're with like, you? you know, who have you shot? And, you know, I named a lot of people and whatever. He's like, yo, about three of those people died. I don't know whether I want you to photograph. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm not the cat. There's a lot more people that are alive that I photographed. Yeah, everybody going to die in the though. streets. Everybody going to die. But everybody that's the yeah, shit that he flies on. He flies on some crazy shit. Yeah, yeah. All the Don't worry, everybody's safe in here. And man. back. And, and Jazz, Welcome to Most High. You're good. You have been an excellent, like not even an excellent guest. You've been an excellent like guest host. Uh-huh. Yes. Yo, I, honestly, anyone who knows me can tell you I am a, a fan and a student of this culture. So just to be in the room with Jonathan and Dream is here. So I'm yeah, like, totally yeah. geeked and incredibly yeah, Dream Hampton. And uh, no, no, we're about to talk so. to Dream briefly. Thank Dream. you. I can't believe Dream is in the, in the, in the uh, room. Where can the internets find you? The internets can find me, um, of course, on Twitter at Jazzfly, uh, J-A-S, J-A-S-F-L-Y. You know, um, using a Z? I never use a Z. Z is for Z is solo class. Okay. Mm. No. <laughs> uh, and mm. Tumblr, uh, jazzfly.com. Okay. Yeah. And Jump Off TV, of course. Jump, jump Off TV. Rask. Yes, Jump Off TV. Um, jump Off TV. Jump Off TV. And yeah. your next segment should be airing when? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. World yes. premiere. Today. Yes, today. Today. World today. premiere. And I believe that's Clue and Flex. I'm going to tune in. Mm. Well, thanks for stopping by. Internet, give her a round of applause. We got Dream Hampton in the house. Dream, I cannot let you leave without you taking a... Which seat is she taking? She's taking a hot seat. We got Dream Hampton in the house, Dallas Penn. Yeah. Is is this light making me talk with less energy? Are are you leaving or are you... you, Dream Hampton. Internet. DJ Ben Hamin's music break had, had me turn the lights down in here. Alexander O'Neill. Alexander O'Neill. Request okay. from Jonathan Manning. I know okay. my stuff, man. I'm old school. I'm old. Nice. Dream Hampton. Nice. Welcome to the Combat Jack Show featuring Dallas Penn. Thank you. Hi. How are you been, doing? We've been trying to do this, right? For over a year now, right? Yes. For yes. over, over, over a year. How have you been? Oh, man. You know. 
You see me over here nodding off in the back. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I know. I just, I, what did I do? I just got back from um, London. From mm. London? When did yeah. you get back? Mm. I got back um, Sunday. I saw okay. my daughter. Mm-hmm. It was her birthday present. Really? Nice. Yeah. How, how old did your daughter? She turned 16. 16. Her what? sweet 16 was in London. Yeah, and she won it. Yeah, she's a big Oscar Wilde Okay. She has um, like an Oscar Wilde phone cover for okay. her iPhone. So we did that. And tomorrow we're going to like go to Connecticut and go to Yale and visit colleges and stuff. So it seems like right now you're like the quintessential traveler. Well, not right now. I always have been. I'm a wanderer. Yeah. I love to travel. I loved listening to Jonathan's stories about travel. It really... I've chosen travel over other things my whole life. You know what I mean? Like over jobs. Right. Yeah. Travel is important. It's it's the biggest thing. It's the biggest education. It's mm. where you get the wisdom. Now, how long have you been flying planes, Dream? Um, Dream Hampton Dream, flies Did you planes. fly out of Detroit or did you drive from Detroit? I drove. Okay. Drove. When, I mean, I, I fly. When you first came, I, I mean, when you first came from the D to New York City, I'm sorry. Oh, well, yeah, I got on a plane. I don't even remember. Wow, 1990s. It's an 18-year-old. I don't remember. But I fly. Yeah, I've been flying for about four years. Yeah? No, five. And, and what, what are, 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 this is 2012. Okay, so six. Six years. 2006, yeah. You got caught up in the time machine, huh? Yeah, man, I don't know. Dream, you've been, you've contributed so much to this culture. I don't even know where to start. You have. I mean, come on. You you mean... We can start at the beginning. Start at the beginning. Do <laughs> we have... Like start, start at 71. Seven minutes. Start at 71. <laughs> I mean, 72. I'm sorry. No, when no. It, no. So, I mean, you, you kind of were like are one of the architects of what we call hip-hop journalism. Yeah. In a sense, right? Uh, I don't like that term. But you don't yes. like, what, what, what term do you prefer? No, I feel you. I mean, when we were teenagers at The Source... In 1990, and it was 80 pages. We were trying to like create a voice that was kind of combating um, what was happening in the mainstream media around hip hop. Like I remember, Spin Magazine did a story called "Niggas for Dinner," mm. where they took NWA to like the Russian Russian Tea Room. room. I remember reading yeah, that. Yeah, and it was supposed to be like it was like. That exploitive kind of liberal white boy, like, let's watch them try and figure out which salad for it to use or whatever. This will be funny or mm. whatever. To, to Irreverent. See. Yeah, the Jerry Curl stains on the red velvet banquets or whatever. So we were like, so they could take it or leave it. They were rock critics and rock writers, and they were dabbling in hip-hop, and we really loved it and knew it. And lived it. I guess, yeah. Right? I mean, I mean lived it, yeah. Well, see, that's the part, you know, I was a film student, so I was living German Expressionism film. I was watching Fritz Long, and I was studying Eisenstein, and so, That's why you hip-hop. Okay, that's why. That is why you (laughs) hip-hop. Yes. (laughs) And Big used to come to class with me. Oh, really? Yeah, he sat in on, like, Cabinet of Dr. Caligari, because he'd get me all smoked out, and I'd be like, I have to go to class now. Like, you're coming with me. I'm focused. (laughs) I'm on point right now. You're taking, I'm taking you with me. You got me this high. Like, you got to come with me. So, yeah. (laughs) So, so you're saying, like, the mission at the time was really to combat this exploitative Nature that was mission. I mean, I would say that that just is what we were doing. Right. So, in that sense, people started calling us. It started calling it hip hop journalism 
But in a way, it's almost just still an extension of rock or music journalism. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm. it's what Rolling Stone was trying to do. You know, they um, were dealing with jazz critics. You had Nat Hentoff trying to, like, review a Rolling Stone album or mm. something. And his thing was Mingus, you know. And Could he- Chris Gow really talk about hip-hop? Well, Chris Gow can talk about anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's hip hop. That's what, you know. If you okay. Just talk about someone being completely knowledgeable and Robert open Chris to Cow, stuff. Yeah, voice. Robert Criscow is a G from The Voice. But yeah, so I mean, it, so in that sense, if if the kids from Rolling Stone got called rock journalists, then yeah, we got called hip hop journalists. Have I ever self ID'd as a hip hop journalist? No. So. I just remember that the, the collective that you guys had back then it was just so organic. I know. And it was just so passionate, and it was so fresh. And this is when I had started in the game, and I was working at Def Jam, which was really up the block. Yeah. And I would see all that creativity that you guys were creating, man, and involved with, and I was so envious. You know, I never had at the time aspirations of being a writer, Mm -hmm. but what you guys were doing, man, I was just so envious. I didn't have aspirations. I was at at film school. Right, And, you know... So, but, but, but and the other thing, I was only at the source for like a year and a half. But still, but that <laughs> oh, year and a half, okay, that year and a half was very eventful. Well, no, I wasn't there when I wrote the stories that ended up being like the Snoop cover and the Tupac cover and all those stories ended up being like me freelancing for them. Right. At that point, Latifah came and got me. Her and Shaquem came and recruited me, had hunted me or whatever. So working I went, at Flavor Unit. I was working at Flavor Unit. How'd you and like so, working at Flavor Unit? It was cool. I A&R'd, um Naughty by Nature, the second album. Mm. I A and R Latif's album, which ever came out, and I um, A and R Apache's album. So it was cool. Mm. I, I worked on LaShawn's album or whatever. So, you know, I'm so unprepared for this interview. No, it's I mean, because I'd have been so prepared. Yes, <laughs> yes, please. Because I don't jazz jazz I'm... flies in the house. Oh, because I'm I'm in full geek mode, so okay. I just need to know. So I don't know when I'm gonna get this chance again. So I definitely want to know. Okay. Um, I started out as a blogger. Okay. Um, and I've always wondered from the womb. Yes, actually, I got here <laughs> with the URL attached. It was awkward. Um, I've always wondered uh, if you could actually speak to the generation of hip hop bloggers. Mm. Um, what would you say? What? In the sense that you, I mean, whether you intended to or not, right. you did lay a groundwork. Okay. And and that's no one could ever deny that. Right. Um, and to see how it's changed in the blog culture and the inaccuracies and the speculations and just sort of how it's been somewhat mishandled or maybe you don't feel like it's been mishandled. I guess what do you think about hip-hop blogging versus hip-hop journalism? Well, I think several things. I mean, usually when people talk to me, I look at all it all as writing. Mm-hmm. So I always tell writers to read 3,000 million trillion times more than you write. I'm sure that Jonathan has looked at more images than he's shot, you know? Um, you study this stuff, you know? I didn't, I was a reader, like, my whole life. And when I realized that I was going to do magazine writing, I went back and I read the Nat Hentoffs, I read the Norman Mailers, I read the Gay mm. Talises from Esquire. Like, I went back and read the very, I read Joan Didion, I read the very best magazine writing, right? Um, in terms of bloggers, I understand what you're getting at. So definitely read more than you write. I guess if you're a blogger, you go back and you read Byron Crawford, you read whoever is, you know, who are the... Mm-hmm. When, I th- when I invoke someone like Byron, I think of, like, irreverence, you know? And I think that 
you guys have less rules than we did. And obviously that's good because you're not worried about having lunch with a publicist, you know, someone like Byron, for instance. And I know this is like a five-year-ago conversation to be talking about Byron Crawford, but someone like him, he's sitting in wherever he is in Missouri or wherever the fuck. And St. Louis. Okay. St. Louis, yeah. Missouri. Creed Craw. Yeah, and he, so he's not worried about having relationships with no. people, right? Right. Um, and that can be good. That's a different, you know, kind of style of writing. It's, it's not unprecedented, you know what I mean? Um, but then immersion journalism isn't unprecedented either. You know, gay um, Talese, uh, you know, he wrote about this boxer whose name is escaping me right now. He's like one of the first people to fight uh, Muhammad Ali, Floyd Patterson. Patterson, thank you, for Esquire. And he had such a relationship with him that at the end of his, uh, Floyd Patterson's career, and Gay Talese was a, a journalist at um, Esquire, by the end of Floyd Patterson's career, Floyd Patterson was living on Gay Talese's couch. Mm. So there's a precedent for, like, my knowing Biggie or knowing Pac or whomever that I knew and wrote about. Um, I think that when you have relationships with people, you're just honest about it. Mm -hmm. You're like, yo, this is my neighbor, and here's my article. Someone else can be like, I never plan on meeting you. I think that contaminates the situation, and here's my article. You know what I mean? Um, I think bloggers need to... Take it seriously because in the end, it's as permanent as anything in print, maybe even more permanent because you can't find that source stuff right. unless it's under someone's bed, like right. in some saran wrap or some shit. So, like, you guys' stuff is very permanent. So you should watch your grammar watch your and your spelling. commas and your spelling. I, you know, my tweets always have all these errors in them, but I just see straight blogs that are really poorly conceived and written, and you can tell more than anything that they don't write they don't read anyone because if you read good writers from tony morrison to whomever to byron crawford then you would know that that's not good writing like the reason i byron even came on my like scope i mean he's misogynistic he can be vile he can be dead wrong but he's a good writer he's a great right? writer you know what i mean and so in the end like and i i like earnest people i like people who like you know, or have a cause or whatever. You know, like there's a lot of feminists, like a lot of black feminist girls from the hip hop generation writing, and I definitely, you know, love them. Um, but it's, I, you know, so earnestness can be good, but writing is is even almost sometimes better. So I don't know. You, there's not a lot of money to be made in the, you know, blogging right. thing. So you there's have not to, a lot of money to be made. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. I can speak from experience. Is there even money to be made in writing still? I still some money, money, huh? She still right. makes. She just I came back from um, London. From London. Was there that, that was for your writing or for your or your film directing? That was from my. Uh, I mean, it starts with your writing. But I'm just saying, I don't have a job. I still make money. But you're right. I don't say like Terrell will tell people on Twitter like. Sorry, you mm-hmm. might as well become a telephone operator because this is kind of obsolete. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's real. That's true. Like, you're not going to get the rates that I get anymore. Like, that doesn't happen anymore. Right. It's just not true. Was there ever a story you were too close to to write in your estimation? <sighs> I thought I was, but then I wasn't. You know, I wrote about Big being murdered, mm-hmm. and I thought that I was too close to that, and I wasn't. Um, How was that for you? Was it cathartic to write about it? Was it, it hard? It took a while. It- the voice asked me for it, and it took me like nine months to do it, and I did it. 
Um, and that's it's on my website, dreamhampton.com, mm-hmm. where a lot of my stuff is archived. And that piece is called Somebody's Gotta Die. It's kind of, re- of a revenge fantasy. Mm. Um, and it was actually based on, like, a real-life situation for me, you know. So. But can you expound on that? Um, after Big was murdered, I stayed in L.A. I quit my job. I was editor-in-chief of Rap Pages. Mm-hmm. In fact, one of my last covers was Biggie with the crown on that mm-hmm. Baron Claiborne shot. Amazing shot. Yeah, it's kind of iconic. A lot of people don't know that it was from the Rap Pages cover. I fought for that to be the cover. Really? I was mm. telling Jonathan earlier that Puff really didn't want it to be the cover. He thought wh- that Biggie... Wh- why not? He said Big was like Burger King. Mm. So, um, and Mark and D-Rock... Burger and King. Big liked it, so <laughs> it ended up winning. Right. Um, well, thanks for winning that, because right. yeah. I love that image. Yeah, me too, whatever with Puff. Um, so after everyone left, and I came to New York for the funeral, and then I went back, I quit my job. And I got these braids, these poetic justice braids, justice braids mm-hmm. um, that took like about nine hours to get at this braid shop in Compton, where the shooter's um, girlfriend, she owned this braid shop. The shooter's... Yeah. Biggie shooters. Did you know that mm-hmm. before you got plan, you purposefully yeah. got the braids yeah, I there? I had a plan. So you were really wow. about that. Yeah. That's about that life for real. Life. Yeah. Dream Hampton. <laughs> so maybe we should change the subject. Uh, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but no, that's, that's amazing. Wow. So I was like doing undercover. The combat right. <laughs> what was your what was your moment of clarity? Do you want to Jay pulling me out? Right. Jay pulled you out of that mm-hmm. situation. Yeah. He bought me a Mitsubishi, and I drove home with a gun in my lap from New York, from L.A. to Detroit. So right, the so? moral of the story is don't <laughs> fuck with you, right? <laughs> no, that's not the <laughs> What did you learn from that? No, the moral but, of the story is that, you know, murder can drive people crazy. Right. I can't be, imagine being Trayvon Martin's mother. Right. You know, um... Having somebody rip somebody well, so it's close so to unfair, you, it is you know, unfair. it's unfair. And then someone is like somewhere having a barbecue or whatever, like they're going on with their life, you know, because fifty percent of murders go unsolved. Of course. So I'm like, well, why can't particularly? Murder? And I, I would imagine in the black community. Well, period. Yes. In America, America's violent. Fifty percent. Iraq too. Yeah. More fifty percent. Fifty percent go unsolved. Unsolved. So I was just, my thinking is, why can't your murder go unsolved? Right. If you murder my people, like, right. your murder can go unsolved. But that's Have coming you found from any a very terrible city that's coming from Detroit. <laughs> so I've since, I've evolved. <laughs> have you, have you found forgiveness in the big situation? No. Do you think you ever could? Um, no. But, you know, I'm not even the one, you know. His right. mom and Tiana and Faith and whomever. He was just my friend. You know, he's their family. I, you were riding around <laughs> with a gun, riding around and getting it, yeah. and you, and what is, is, is that person still around? Yes, that person is still around. Have yeah. you seen them since? No, I didn't see him. It was about getting close. I was telling people my name was Deja and yada yada. Right now, somewhere in LA, there's so, some woman so, is like, that's that Deja. So, would you ever? <laughs> ha, did it ever cross your mind to? talk to the authorities about or have you ever done they so? had all the information i mean and they are on tv doing documentaries about 
have a habit. So why is that? Why is that case still unsolved? Because they don't have enough evidence, or they just don't want. Some cases you just don't want to solve. There's an yeah. You have like a there's a disinterest and there's a disinterest in solving the case of Biggie Smalls murder. And and I would say Pac Pac too. And are they related? Well, I think that like even. I mean, of course, we can get all conspiratorial. Right. You know what I mean? And we should. I mean, money was being spent to monitor them. Time out, time out. Dreamhand just said conspiratorial. Conspiratorial. Oh, conspiratorial. Oh, okay. <laughs> See, conspiratorial is A King's word of the day. I said conspiratorial. Conspiratorial is official. No, long story. Oh, okay. This is they're teasing you. I'm sorry. No, no, it's all good. Okay. Anywho. But, but you were saying. Uh, money, regards, money has been spent. Like right. we know that the hip hop police exist. We know that the feds mm-hmm. were trailing them. We know. I mean, even right now, like the organization I belong to since 1993, I was a founding member of the Brooklyn chapter of Malcolm X Graduates Movement, and we had we, we were just on that list that the NYPD released of, along with the Islamists that they mm. were following in New Jersey. We were on that list. Mm. So we know that taxpayers' money is spent, wasted, really, because we can barely get together a coat drive as an organization. You know what I mean? Our last concert, Black August, lost money. You know, we're earnest people. We have good work that we're trying to do. But like a lot of people who have jobs and lives, like we don't always get the little things that we're trying to get off. We certainly can't get a revolution off, you know, or an act of terrorism off. And money is being spent to surveil us. Biggie was we just need smoking. Evolution. Big was just smoking weed and getting tattoos and going to the studio and fucking girls. So if you're spending money to follow him around doing that, like that's a huge were they waste really of money. concerned about Biggie? Did they feel that his voice was that powerful? It wasn't that. It was about um, what they conceived to be what they conceived to be a riff and what maybe they possibly exploited as a riff. You know what I mean? Um, because no, he was. I mean, but they also they follow Malcolm X, but yes. they follow Jackie Robinson. Mm-hmm. You know, and Jackie Robinson was a complete assimilationist. You know, he was what we would call right now a black Republican, and the same amount of money that was spent to follow Malcolm X and to send fake letters to Elijah Muhammad and to destabilize his family and professional life was that same kind of surveillance was spent on someone like Jackie Robinson. Can you take us back to that time? Take Which us back time? to '96, where um, okay. so Pac had just been been murdered. Uh-huh. Um, you sort of sitting left of the epicenter and being knowing Pac and being Big's friend, right. was there any fear for Big immediately after Pac? Or was it just kind of a whoa, you this know, is... I'll take it back to 1990. When I moved to New York, I, I remember I was coming from Bope's Library in the village. So I got on the train at West 4th Street. It was like after 1am and these kids started arguing. And they started talking about each other's moms, their girls, their hood. They were just going in on each other. And by the time we got to the Brooklyn Bridge, I literally got under my seat or did something crazy that made me look retarded. Well, it made me look crazy, right? And then, I, and then by the time we got to, like, Clinton, Washington, and they were still just yapping, I was like, oh, my God, this is New York. Mm. This is how hip-hop was born. Like, y'all just talk. Mm. Like, that's what it is. And that's great. I'm not saying that it's great to pop your trunk and, you know what I mean, like, not have any witty thing to retort, you know. But where I come from, there isn't a lot of talking. Like, it just isn't like that. So 
And, and LA is like that too. I remember one time I had, I, at the time I was living in LA mm-hmm. and this guy had said something slick to me. And in New York, you would say something slick back and a guy would appreciate it. You know, I was in front of Larry Parker's mm. and some guy says something to me like, I don't know, light skin, something that I said something slick back, but he wasn't ready for slickness. Right. So he grabbed me by the throat and choked me up Whoa, like right outside of Larry Parker's pulling them were out there. I was like, yo, yo, get off our bark pits. And you know what I mean? Like kind of backed him off of me, but he was just a dude from South Central and he wasn't ready for my slick talk. Oh, I so, thought you was going to say that was Funk Master Flex. So what? So the moral of my story is that no, the New York people puffing them—they didn't think it was anything, right? Because you guys come from a city where people don't carry like you can't carry guns. We don't. You know what we I don't mean? carry guns like that. It's not. It doesn't get that serious. You go right. on and on. You make records. You get on everybody's radio show and you blast off and you drop bombs and you do all this shit, right? <laughs> and that can AK go on woke for up internet. AK woke the fuck up. Yeah. That can go on for years. Dream Hampton in the building. You know what I mean? Flex and Clue could be at Equinox tonight. You right. know what I mean? Like just working <laughs> and out. And, on it's, and it's all good. Right, right. Right. Each other, right. But it's just not like that in other places. You know what I mean? Like people actually lay down behind that. Right. And so I. You know, I've never heard that before. And it's very interesting. It's very, very interesting that you, you bring know, that up. Coming from Chicago, it's funny, and I noticed that being here, I lived in, I said earlier, I lived in L.A. for almost five years, right. and but I was born and raised in Chicago, and actually being here, there's so many times where I've said to people, like, yo, if we were in the shy, like, you'd be done right now. It's just this mentality of you can say whatever here. But I think it's beautiful. I mean, I think that's how hip-hop was born, and you should be able to talk. It shouldn't mm-hmm. be about getting choked up or laid down. Or you know, murdered for your words, that, right? that makes it more real. I'm right. just saying no. that is the reality. And so to answer, that was a long way of saying Puff and them were good. I wasn't, you know, and the moment I talked about this in the behind the music, but Big had went out to the Beverly Center and um, he was like on the first or second level. And some kids from the third level were like yelling things at him, like, you know, being like, you fat bitch or whatever, you know, saying shit. Some hurtful shit. Yeah, very. And he was like not used to fans or the public coming at him like that and i knew that it just was not all good i Mm. knew that um that there wasn't like an intellectual understanding amongst the fans in la about Pac's death Mm. that said biggie didn't die because of Pac. you know what i mean you could uh, someone could be um Pac shooter isn't. I mean, Big Shooter isn't the person that planned Big's murder. Mm. He could have. He probably was easily recruited. You know what I mean? But and then LA is different from Detroit in that way too. Like LA guys will do something because some OG tells them to. We, that's not Detroit. The, Detroit what? has to be about money or right. whatever. You know what I mean? It has to be. It's about capitalism. So like that whole gang mentality, like and where you're riding and for people. And it's yada, not. Yada. It's not. It's a different thing. Exactly. It's a unique like, thing to Pac shooter probably is dead you know what i mean like you know now the person who had pox shot probably is not dead of course but pox shooter is probably dead like that those weeks when pox in fact not even the weeks those days after pox was shot those in that seven days there's a lot of murders dozens of people got killed remember that yeah there's a lot of and these were probably retaliatory correct no they know they were cleaning up yeah they absolutely were so you know, I mean, so all that to say, like, much better era right now. Internet, like, going on each other, thug out. You know, <laughs> internet gangsters, <laughs> thumb thugs. Create a like. So you appreciate yeah. the no, internet gangsters way better. Right, yeah, of course, of call, course. call me all types of hoes and shit. Right, I love right. It, you know, which is also kind of 
r- reminiscent of the the, the the period before before the schism because even before the schism, cats weren't dying like that. To my to my knowledge, well, cats weren't no, really cats di- were absolutely dying like that. They just weren't dying in the music industry. Right. I mean, um, in the music industry, and then they were. I mean, when Scott LaRock died because of you know some street beef, and but Scott LaRock was still kind of a random. Well, murder. yeah, no, I agree, and and it hasn't happened since. Right. I would say that that was a very unique period, and it's over. And I don't spend a lot of time thinking about it. Right. You know, I mean, if you ask me, could I forgive someone? No, you know. I don't like go around. I don't think I never. There was a period when New York cats started thinking sugar was hot. I don't. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I was the only person who put in print that sugar is responsible for Pac's murder. Mm-hmm. You know, I said that in the Village Voice. Um, and were there any were there any responses with yeah, regard to that that sure. that that made you feel that things weren't kosher for you? No, I'm safe. Right. Yeah. I like the way you say that, Dream. <laughs> what? You're safe. She says it like she believes it. No, she says it like it's yeah. like like no, like it's like it's it's real. Yeah. We got a request from somebody on Twitter, El Juggernaut, okay. right. and their request is, uh, "You've been known to do a rap impression of Pac." No, that's hilarious. <laughs> that's and not true. your niece, or what, what is the request? He said, he said uh, you heard from, what, from Matt Raz, Matt Raz, Matt Raz. Come on. They're talking about my... But everyone does it. Come on. Like, let's Who's talk everyone? to our ease. Who's everyone? Let's, come on. Champagne, Hennessy. My mama was a crap bean. Like, we could all do a Tupac. No, but you but you live close to, to Pac. I didn't live close to Pac. But Pac was Pac. my homie. I, yeah. We hung out for six months. Okay. You know, Jonathan was talking about hanging out with Dave's right. for people. I hung out. Pac, uh, what happened? Um, the source, I uh, wasn't interested in... He had like some songs out that nobody was feeling over mm-hmm. here. Br- Brenda had a baby. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody. I mean, being from New York, like we, were, I was not. Yeah, nobody with Pac. felt that, right? I knew that he was a star. You knew, like how Jonathan was saying he, he saw Wu Wayne. Right. But beyond that, Pac and I were in the same organization. This organization that I'm saying was just targeted. Right. In, with the whole along with new MXG, Pac belonged to the Atlanta chapter of Malcolm X Grassroots Movement. A part of the things that we were charged with in the early 90s by some of our mentors, including Asada Shakur, was to raise awareness about political prisoners in the United States. Tupac's stepfather is one of the political prisoners that I was organizing around. The very first in what became Black August, which was a concert that we did for 10 years to raise awareness about political prisoners in the United States, where most deaf and common and quali and dead press performed, and Badu and David Banner and a million other people, Fat Joe, uh, over the 10 years, um, that began at the South South Oxford Tennis Club as mm. a fundraiser for Matulu. He had a he had a um, appearance before the parole board, and it's just very basic stuff. You got to get your attorney to that hearing, right? Feds move you around. You can be in the mountains of Colorado one day. You can be in Marion, Indiana, another day. You can be in Atlanta. You know they can move you to any federal prison so that your family and your attorneys can't get to you. Right. So we have to raise money to get the attorneys on a flight. Real basic stuff. Right. We had a fundraising concert from Matulu Shakur's parole here reading uh, parole hearing. At the South Oxford, South Oxford Tennis Club, Biggie performed 1993. Pac gave me the money for the posters. Mm. And then, you know. Did you introduce them? Yeah. You introduced Biggie to Pac? On the set of Uptown Anthem. At the time, like I said, I was at Flavor Unit. Nice. Um, wow. And we were doing the video 
for Uptown Anthem from the Juice soundtrack. Mm -hmm. And we were at 139th, 140th in Edgecombe shooting. Um, Big was Uptown copping from Poppy on 145th. Mm -hmm. And I was on Broadway. And I was like, when you're done, when you get your work, come on over. I want you to meet the Snuggies of Gemini. You guys are going to love each other. What, what kind of cat was Pac, man? Because oh, hold on for a second, combat. We got we got more internets jumping in. Ivan Rock, Dart Adams. Adams. I got Dart Adams. I got Dart Adams and Ivan Rock. It's going. Hey, Dart. The internet. Dart Adams. Internet. Dream. What happened to integrity in journalism, mm. hip hop or otherwise? <laughs> Didn't you just cover that in a sense? What happened to integrity in journal in journalism? This is from the internet. I don't no existential questions, please. I can be specific. There you <laughs> <So>. go. <laughs> I'm still, I try to be, you know, I have integrity. I just wrote about whatever, Roland Martin being homophobic and, um, you know, Esther Estelle told me all about her last man and, you know. I have a, I have a theory about that. I think that the, uh, sometimes people just really like to see their name bigger. I think integrity is, is in danger when it becomes about ego. Well, okay. I, if you're going to make me, I have a theory too. And that is, and I'm going to tell it in my same roundabout way. When Britney started going nuts, right? And mm-hmm. she shaved her hair mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And she was basically having a postpartum depression breakdown. That's what it was. Right. That's my theory. People were saying, oh, she should know that this is the cost of fame. Mm-hmm. But guess what? When she got into the game, that wasn't the cost of fame. Mm-hmm. We did not have internet. Like, we didn't have the kind of, we didn't have a Perez Hilton. We didn't have... Like, maybe we had a People magazine and a Star magazine, but we didn't have Us Weekly and the other nine titles that are on the checkout aisle. Like, that kind of stuff exploded. Mm. So, and those shows, we may have had, like, one or two Entertainment Weekly or whatever, but we didn't have 30 shows. We didn't have TMZ. All that stuff exploded in in a very concentrated period. So there was a direction. You know, Carmen has talked about this being at Def Jam. Mm. Um, What's her name? Carmen um, Ashurst. Ashurst. And she talked about, like, being in the office one day and being all about BC Boys and Public Enemy and LL. And then the next day it being about, we got to find our own NWA or we got to find our own bitches with problems or whatever mm-hmm. and that she just kind of quit then oh, yeah. but that it was a, it wasn't like oh it happened like gradually, gradually. Right. it was like overnight we had 30 t- ex- you know 30 exploitative shows overnight we had boss up and uh, media takeout and this that and the third like that all happened overnight and so what so we that have right the now that she paid for. yeah we, what we have is just a, a culture that is about gossip you know and so men and women you know particularly men when it comes to hip-hop sit around and gossip there's not we used to sit around and talk about music like maddie me and maddie c and reef and bones malone we were not talking about whose baby's mother like you go to like a site and they will list all of wayne's baby's mothers they could be civilians some broad in ohio but now we had to know her name and her picture drake hasn't slept with any celebrities except possibly one but you can go to a website and it's like the 10 last johns that he slept mm. with so we have did ghostface killer do do a post about that i don't know yeah. oh because that that ghostface killer website is best yeah he's great i mean satire is great right. you know what i mean and that was happening bones was doing that stuff ghetto blaster was doing that kind of stuff like it's not like that kind of stuff didn't exist right. before you know what i mean satirical so it's a, it's a whole lot more exploitative right now well, right now people it's a gossip driven industry right. you know yeah. what i mean it's not about the work that you're doing it's about you yeah and it's who about you're doing. your story who you slept with or who you're 
like it's all of that stuff, you know, and. You know, you have and that's to, what, and, that's and the, people need to check themselves. Like right. where are you but that's naturally what that. people want to know. Look at when I walked in here. That's not, not to like blow you up. People, and I'm not I'm not saying that's right. Not to blow I'm you not, up. Like, I wanna know who your first question to me is who, who I'm who I'm kissing is yeah, like what who the you fuck kissing? does it make? But why? That's what people naturally want to know. Like who's your friend? Who are you who you know what I'm saying? Like it's 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 that's scary. You still asking. Do we have any more questions from the internet? Matt? No, the internet's probably went to sleep. They got day jobs. You know what? What I wanted to ask you is like, what kind of cat was Pac? Because okay. you yeah, know, from the outside, and, so this, Pac, and this, yeah, and this from the outside looking in, like I know individuals that he is really hurt, and a lot of people that was hurt by the shit that he went through, right? And and I just want to know what the what the fuck was he going through with regard to you know the shit that exploded and affected the industry overall. Well, you know, I look at. And the li- not even the industry, the lives. No, I mean, yeah, and we're still dealing with Pac's legacy. I mean, people talk about, like, the political Pac, the conscious Pac. When I think of, like, an heir to Pac, I think of someone like 50. Mm. Someone who just kind of, like, was bullying people, starting, like, beefs to, like, get it popping. And, like, that really is Pac's legacy, mm. you know, unfortunately. Um, but he chose that, mm. you know, for whatever reasons, whether it was to get out of you know, prison, whether it was to finally have a big check, because he didn't have those things before he got into his relationship with Suge, and he mm. quickly tried to dissolve that relationship, you know? Um, so, I mean, Pac is, was very complicated. To be so young, he was very complicated, you know? He had a political analysis, he had a social analysis, he would throw all of that out of the window in a heartbeat, you know? Like a Gemini. At, at the turn of a dime. Yeah, he was certainly a Gemini. He was wrestling with his other selves, and um, I, I can't. I'm not going to try to sit here and be like some armchair psychologist right. on him. And I, I didn't know him as well as I knew Big. You right. know, I only, and I only knew Big for seven years. Mm. I mean, we just had a me and Big had a. But thing but you but 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 if you years. think about it, and particularly at the at the ages that you were, seven years is a long time. They were yeah. important seven years. Yeah, yeah we were young. Years, yeah. And a lot happened. So Pac, um, he was smart. He was fiercely intelligent, and he was a troublemaker. And um, he grew talent wise. I don't ever think that he grew into a great MC, but he. Um, Thank you for saying that. A lot of people say that, but a lot know. of people will swear that he's. Uh, no, and was, I understand what they mean. You know, they mean that he there was a passion that he brought to his performances, an impact that any that you rarely see with anyone, and right. that's that earnestness that we were right. talking about. But you heard me. I'll take a misogynist, vile dude. You know who can write over like someone who's really earnest who can. Right. Of course. So I mean, you know, it just depends on what you like. You know what I mean? I mean, people. No one's saying that Bob Dylan can sing. Right. You know, but he changed people's lives. Of so I understand the impact right. that Pac has on people, and I totally agree with Mannion around Bob Marley being the most popular human being on the planet. Um, but I would say that in terms of hip hop, Pac is definitely the biggest star that hip hop yes. has ever produced. Right. And, Undeniably. And you, yeah, you go anywhere around the world. Undeniably. And someone in that country, in the armpit of a little some working town, is going to have a thug life tattoo or Man, Pac on there. I had an argument with somebody in I've got a Pac tattoo. Barbados over some bullshit. And then all of a sudden the brother's like, Tug life! Tug life! And I was like, nigga, it's a thug life. <laughs> but anyway, did you, did you try to talk to Pac during that whole thing? I When Pac was in jail, um, friends of mine, uh, Nefertiti, who was an MC, yeah. her and Jada went, Jada Pinkett went to go visit him and I sent a message to him. 
and he sent a message to me like he said tell dream i love her mm. and i understood what that meant it meant to stay out of it stay out of it yeah it was right. like a stand down thing but see the thing about big and Pac is it wasn't a two-sided beef big wasn't sitting around big was like annoyed by it you know but you know they didn't ha- there wasn't a two-way no beef. it wasn't it was yeah not. it was so it wasn't Pac was in a sense down. bullying big right which used to piss yeah fans like me <laughs> off i was like yo big won't but you, you have to, now that part i will forgive like right. we do let that go i right. mean you know they're somewhere chilling and everything you know so you know now now a year let's let's switch gears a year later because I wanted you to be on the show about a year ago. Congratulations on the success uh, of Dakota. Dakota. Okay, thank I, you. I'm really really happy for you. With that. How, how was that whole experience? Um, let me see. Jay and I began working on the Black Book dumb long ago, like five years ago. Mm-hmm. Well, whenever the Black Album was coming out, mm-hmm. I went on tour. I went on the Rock the Mic tour with Fifty and, and and Jay, and we knocked out the Black Book in that period. I gave it to him, and he just was like, he told Teray from Rolling Stone that he wanted to pass out. He wanted to faint when he had the book in his hands. He couldn't imagine someone having his right. life in his hands. He thought he could put out a book that didn't talk about his wife. He thought he, you know, he thought like he was, he just thought a lot of unrealistic things about what an autobiography could right. be, you know? He could slick talk his autobiography. slick talk, but be private, right. maintain his privacy. Right. And that's not and why what is that Jay process so is private, about. even though he's so, uh, why is he so He's private? from a, look at where he's from. Yeah, he's a drug dealer. But I mean, you had to he, be private his, to stay alive. But yeah. but, but at the same time, you got to understand, cats from Brooklyn from that era were not necessarily that private. He wasn't the typical Brooklyn. And in jail, or right. most of them are right. dead. Yeah, so he was a smart dude. Right. You know? I mean, the only cat that you. I can think of right now that would even that cats could identify with in the same mold would be like a henchman. Right. But, I mean, you know, that whole Don Diva era, that would be the equivalent of, like, boss up and, right. and trying exactly. to figure out who Drake exactly. slept with. Exactly. Like, all of a sudden, drug dealers want to be stars. Right. I'm embarrassed by Meech and them, like, putting billboards up in Atlanta and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, as capitalism goes, they had a good thing going. Great you know? thing going. And then they started putting billboards that say BMF up around Atlanta. Like, that's embarrassing. Right when you got off the airport. Yeah, that was embarrassing. Like, for, to watch Detroit, these shows. always one of these things that goes back to the Detroit culture and Blossom, and you get money, so yeah. everybody needs to know. So, going back to. Going. Well, well um, so what am I trying to say? Well, hold on, can I jump in with a question yeah. about this? Uh, the I interviewed Elliot Wilson when he was doing um, his book. And this was maybe a year after the Black Album had been shelved. No, two years. And we actually got a quote from you, and you were saying that you 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 were happy whoever told the story. Um, When you first learned that it was actually going to be shelved, Uh were you upset? Were you like, no, I get it? Well, as soon as Big... I mean, um, what's this one's name? Jay. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) What's this one's name? That's awesome, Dream. That is awesome. That is... Talk about rap legends. Right. What's this one's name? What's this one's name? Internet. You heard it first. I love you, Jay. That's my homie. (laughs) And, you know, we have been friends. At this point, we've been friends for like 17 years. You know, we we became friends when Reason Was Out came out, Mm. you know. Um... I wrote a review in The Voice, and he called me up. He thought I was a dude. He was like, tell that dude Dream Hampton. I feel understood. I was like, yo, thank you. You know, I'm from Detroit. I understand drug dealers, whatever. That's how our friendship began. Um, so when he called me to tell me that he was going to shelve the black book, which Oprah had just done to her writer. Mm-hmm. You know, Oprah had just written a book with some white woman and put it in a vault. 
never to come out. I don't watch Oprah's show. I know that she used to do coke and that she's had abortions and someone in her family raped her. I know all of this stuff with never having watched her show. Right. So there are things that people can speak, but then to put it down in black and white, it freaks them out. It's a like, whole different You thing. know, it becomes a different It's real. They, it becomes, you manifest it as real. I don't believe that. I believe that the oral tradition is just as important as the right. written word, but there is a way that having been taught in this Western kind of it's education tangible. system, you that we it privilege it. Right. We privilege written word. We think that people can write and some people can't. We right. think that some books are holy and come from God. So we, you know, we privilege written words, huh. right? So um, in that sense... More than pictures? Part, yeah, pardon? We yes. privilege the, the... Do we give the, the, a picture more weight than a written word? I don't think that we necessarily... that. I, I'm so, I think the difference is between written and oral. Like, I think that pictures occupy a different realm um, in terms of the senses different dimensions. and everything. Yeah. But um, in the time space continuum. What about money? And so you would talk. Pictures would be you would photograph. Then it would be the Cartier versus Van Gogh. You would have that argument whether photography is art, which has been answered a long time ago. It is, but that would be the analogy, Dallas. Um, but in terms of Jay shelving it, when he said that he wanted to shelve the black book, that on that phone call he said he wants to write to code it. Mm. So I knew that we were going to get around to it, you know. And then when I heard that Elliot was doing something, I was happy for him. I knew it wasn't going to go that far. You know, I know how Jay is. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, so I wasn't surprised when that ended up dying or whatever. Um, I think there, there will be people who will write books about Jay. I think the, that kid, Zach, whatever is his book. I know you guys know it, right? New York State of Mind. Yeah. yeah. That Empire State of Mind, I think. Empire State of Mind, yeah. I read it. It's, it's actually a good book. Everyone says that. It's a very I, good book. I want to get around to it. And I know that that sold more than ours did. Really? Mm -hmm. It sold more? As I much so. as... much as. Yeah. I mean, and Dakota did well. It was right. New York Times bestseller. Yeah. Yada. But I think that that book did a little bit better. It's a, it's a great book. Yeah. So there are going to be more books on Jay. You know what I mean? But that doesn't mean that he has to participate in his own... He's not a self-snitcher. Right. And he does self-snitch self on record. Just like I was yeah. saying about Oprah talking about her coke habit, talking about her abortions. Jay has talked about people in his family having drug problems. He's talked about miscarriages. He like he is very open on record. But there is something about privileging the written word that has happened since we were children. Mm. You know what I mean? That I don't know. It's right. just, you know, how how much of a difference how much is left out of Decoded that was in Black Book? They're two totally different books, you know? In this book, Jay, in, in Black Book, Jay was telling his story. In Decoded, we told a story of an era. Right. Okay. But you, you mentioned know? the oral tradition. I mean, Jay is a, is a big proponent of the oral tradition. Mm-hmm. All MCs are. Oh. I can't believe y'all are still why, pausing. Why not, why not the written word, though? Why not the written word? I mean, y'all are still pausing. We, we go this back to the like written word. It's like Riley up in here. We, we, we like, still, we still pausing the two thousand. Oh my God! Grandpa, pause. <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 yeah. we still, we still pausing. Yeah, we still, we still pausing. So um, Dream, I'm not going to keep you, but I did want to ask you. You know, who today, other than you know, Jay, who today really interests you in this space? Um, I don't know. It runs a gamut. You know, being home in Detroit, which I've been home for three years. I'm from the D. I've been, I went home um, to write Kwame Kilpatrick's book. I ended up writing Decoded. I came up on, Did like... Did you go back to the home you grew up in? No. I, okay. I moved my she mom. She did not go back to the home. basement. <laughs> I moved. Or, the, or the room upstairs. 
With no. the Hello Kitty stick on the door. My when my dad died, I moved my mom out of my hood. My mom was like the only white person on the east side of Detroit, and it was just a bad, terrible look. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so with one of those checks, I, you know, at one point I was writing Puff's book. So with some check, I what's up her with Puff's book? Though, yeah, not to Puff, cut off Barry your mouth. Michael Cooper. I just got fired from Puff's book last week. Really? Oh, yeah. That happens in Hollywood. And so, <laughs> is it fired is to so be completed fine. with somebody else yes, or fired Barry to Michael be shelved? Cooper okay. He's writing his book. Um, I can't remember what we were saying. I went home I, to write, oh, good people. So, boom, I get home to Detroit. Um, you know, Jay Alec is there working with Shav or whatever. I introduce Jay Alec to Puff. Nice. I tell Jay about him. Um, um, you think he's ever going to get it together? That, Guilty Simpson, mm. Marv Juan, my girl Invincible, Miss Jones, Miss Corona, Black Milk. Like, you know, there was like this incredibly vibrant right. vibrant scene in Detroit that was happening. I was like really happy to be home because Marshall's not from Detroit. You know, Proof mm. was from Detroit. And it, and it matters in Detroit. You know what I mean? That's like when you leave town and all these Long Island kids are talking about how they're from New right. York or whatever. Right, 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 right. And you're like, well, when we're in New York, you really swear on Long Island because it makes you different. It makes you suburban. It means that you have money if you're from Jersey or something. And not that Marshall comes from a neighborhood that had money or even that he was racist like the people from the neighborhood that he comes from. Um, And not that he didn't spend time in in Detroit, but I never looked at him as a Detroit MC. Um, So, all that said, I like those people. Um, I like friggin' Quali. I I love Quali because he consistently does good work and he's just putting it out on his own. He's like such a hard worker, you know what I mean? In ways that Dante is completely the opposite, Mm. you know? Um, that bothers me about Dante. Like yeah, the, it used to bother me, but now that I've gotten older, I'm right. like, this is just one of the ways to do things. Of course. You know? um, who else? Meek Mills. You know, when I heard that Tony Montana, mm-hmm. like, it, it has so many details in it. It was so rich. His voice would ordinarily annoy me. He you know sounds what like I mean? he's an urgent cat, mm-hmm. always. Yeah. And if he's urgent <laughs> like that in real life... Nigga, I don't want to be around you. But on <laughs> records, it works. Sometimes. Yeah. But on that song, it really worked. Right. You know, I remember, like, not wanting to get out of my car. It came on Shade or whatever. And I was, like, I was about to run into a pole or something. It was so <laughs> incredible, right? Um, I get the ASAP Rocky thing. Right. I'm way too old for that. But I get it. You know what I what mean? What do you think of Odd Future? Odd Future? Um, no, no, Future. Future. You uh, said, no, future? Odd Future. Odd Future. Oh, odd future. Right? Odd future. Okay. I think... I think of punk rock, you know, and I think of like a much truer punk rock than the Beastie Boys. You mm. know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, that's what I think of them, you know. And I fuck with punk rock, you know. I'm from again, I'm from Detroit, MC Five and Death and Iggy, and you know, I get that, you know. And it's it's a huge part of like that early British and and punk yeah. like I have a real appreciation for that aesthetic and that kind of like devil may care um, I wouldn't want my daughter to be Sid or whatever but and not because she's gay that's fine yeah. but I wouldn't want her kicking chicks out of the car or whatever or doing videos with mountains of coke and like all of that you know what I mean but again I'm too grown for that yeah, of course you know? Um, and then Coke doesn't make you do for everyone I know who talks about Coke. It's like the Meat Mills effect. Right. And this thing they have like a in Sid's video is a mountain of Coke, and then they have hallucinogenic moments. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, so it's a yeah, little, like I'm like, what was the unless it was something? Unless it's not Coke. Yeah. Um, what, do you, what do you think about Fifty? What do you think of Fifty? I think that he sells water now. Yeah. You know, and I think that that is where we are. And good for, that and was good for a him. great answer. 
and good for I him. I don't know if it's good for him because I like I still you know I thought that fifty well maybe he had maybe he gave us what he had and right. that's that you know I, one of the great tragedies of hip hop is him and Game's falling out. Mm. Him and Game made incredible music together. Some of the neither best music out of, them, of that camp. Yeah, neither one of them have made better music out out you know separately. Fifty may have actually made better albums than than Game. Game is like one of those people who can't do four or five songs. Right. He kind of reminds me of Nas in that way. Mm. Game is another one who I had high hopes for. You know, I didn't like. I saw how emotional he was early on around the Jay thing, and right. not because Jay's my man, but because the whole like I hate you, and then that I'm was, sorry, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like crying on stages in Berlin and stuff. And so I was like, this dude is. You know, we talk about Drake being emotional. I was like, this dude is it's emotional in the way that DMX used to be. Right. That I just couldn't attach my fandom to right, him or right, whatever right. but I appreciated him as an MC and I wanted good things from him you know but this is a like marathon you know what I mean so and I don't think a lot even though like Game knew the history I don't think he was ready emotionally for like what it was and the, for the weight that was placed on his soul, the, shoulders and the reactionary way that right. he reacted to 50 he could have like I could have done that when when the black book when Jake can the black book I could have been like fuck you I'm telling your whole story I'm but selling the, it yeah, yeah. you know media takeout or of whatever course, course. like that would have been the game reaction right so, so it was a maturity that he lacked at well, that point, uh, obviously, it's a, obviously. But you know what? The, it's a maturity that doesn't come from age. Like that's almost like he's damaged. Kind of, it's how you're built. Yeah, it's how you're built. Mm. Yeah. What are you working on right now? Like, what am I working on? I'm going to speak at Princeton on um, when Saturday. Nice. It's so casual. I'm, I'm and and what, are you, what are you talking about? I'm talking about hip hop and organizing, and you know, um, a lot of my work right now. I use that very social justice kind of organizing. I'm moving more towards gender justice. You know. Um, I'm not interested in hip hop in the ways that I once was. I understand it as a possible organizing and communicative tool, you know, dealing with the youth. Um, but I don't consider myself the youth anymore. We're yeah. all coming on 40 or R40 or over 40. You know what I mean? We're grown. Yeah. Um, and I think that the people who are still doing it, I think that's awesome. I think that there's a way that some of this stuff keeps you young. But I think there's a way some of it keeps you stuck. Yes. You know? Yeah. And it was never my only passion, you know. I just directed a music video for the satisfaction to little twenty three year old girls out of Seattle nice. coming out on Sub Pop, which is still standing. After Nirvana, it's the house that Nirvana built. Um, Shabazz Palaces. And I remember someone you were like it was like what you and like who were you talking about, like who didn't know who Shabazz was it Derek? I Angeletti. forgot. I, I, yeah, Derek Angeletti. You guys had some yeah. moment of being like, yeah, proud I, I was like, I was like Shabazz, Shabazz Palaces, was. and he was like, who? And see, that's corny, right? right? It's corny to be like still on this like, and you don't have to like Shabazz right. Palaces, just like I don't like Odd Future. But the idea that you're already on some closing your mind off this stuff right. is a real corny thing from our generation. That's like an you old know what? way of being. You know, I caught a lot of flack last year for. Um, co-signing um, mm-hmm. Little B because I went to a Little B show and it was really one of the most engaging and interesting performances that I'd ever seen right. and and the next day I wrote about it and I co-signed it and some of my peers from my generation like kept me on the phone for hours like I was saying some real slanderous oh. shit and I was like yo for real <laughs> B like, 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 like it's not just about EPMD anymore. You know what I'm saying? It's not just Who's a, giving yeah. you a hard you know, time. I'm not going to go into that, but I was just like, yo, like, we're grown men. Yeah. And, and either you're going to be stuck 
or you're going to continue. Or, or stuff doesn't have to occur to you. That's the privilege of right. race. Like, there's, there's the a, privilege people, of white privilege, right, is that most black shit doesn't occur to pe- white races. Like, right. they're not sitting around like, I'm going to figure out how to bring black man down. Like, right. you guys don't occur to them, right? Most, like, when it comes to women's issues and we're out here like, you know, give us our rights. We don't occur to y'all. That's male privilege. The privilege of age is that this shit shouldn't occur to you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I haven't listened to it. I haven't listened to the Our Future video. Zebra Cats, I can't stop watching watching that video you know what i mean so the stuff that does occur to me it occurs to me if it doesn't occur to me i'm not judging it right you can't like judge i'm not it. about to sit here and go in on Nicki minaj like for what you know what i mean Kim, yeah, that's a waste of time do yourself it. with that yeah you should do it that's for you and i'm and that's the space that you're in totally yeah, yeah. and that's good like right. and i support that like if you want to raise conversations around feminism and use Nicki Minaj as the centerpiece for that I support you I'm not gonna do it right. I, I the whole thing I got dragged into with too short was him calling me you know what I mean like I didn't want to calling be in you that. out him calling me oh. wanting to talk to me okay. about it right after the XXL thing. right 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 right, right. dream yes. I mean it's such an honor yes you know, thank I, you I guess I say that to everybody but really it's an honor and I'm glad you finally made it down yeah uh, we to, go way back we go way back where can people read your stuff and find you and, 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 and keep current in terms of what you're doing? I'm, I'm always publishing, you know. I'm doing a lot of stuff. My girl Kieran Mayo is running ebony.com. Which is nice. Give her a round, give her yeah, a round of applause. It, really it does look good. Yeah. It does look good. Kieran is from your Even era, if you're in terms yeah. of like the Kierna's source. one of my best friends. Right. Kieran's well, amazing. Ebony. Yeah. Kieran Mayo is amazing. I write Even for lifeandtimes.com, Jay's site. Nice. And I get to talk to a lot of artists that I love in that. Um, I have a cover story come out in essence. I'm always writing. I have a new a music video coming out. And, uh, <laughs> like, and where can they find oh, you? All my archive stuff is at dreamhampton.com. Okay. Don't follow me on Twitter. Don't, I don't follow you on Twitter? No, how many? Twi- why? You got too many followers on Twitter? I just, you know, it gets to a point where it's not fun. Right. And you've, you've, you've <laughs> discontinued your Twitter account several times, right? I have times, done right? that before. And right. then I came back and so you can't stay. You, be you can't stay away from it, right? No. Oh yeah, I'm totally addicted. Like everyone, right. you know. I, um, yeah. You like social media? I like Twitter. Yeah. Most of the time, I, you know. Are you a Facebook person? No, I actually quit my Facebook. Account. Really, I don't. I don't like Facebook that much either. Yeah, but it's like for second cousins to like. Yeah, yeah, you. I got a, yeah. I got a cousin it's from aunties. I got a cousin. You still got a Black Planet page, Dream? I never had Black Planet. You I never, never had, had Black Planet. I you never had Black Planet. I've never been. You to need Black to get Planet. a Black Planet page. I got a cousin from the. <laughs> you just tell someone in 2012 to get a Black Planet page. I got right. a cousin. I'm not saying fuck with it. I'm not saying put music on it or old archival pictures. Let me ask you. I'm just what's your ringtone right get, now? What's my ringtone right now? Right. You must have a ringtone. If you're telling somebody no, to get a Black Planet page, my ringtone is whatever HTC put on their jack. But I need. To see everybody on Black Planet. Dream, I got a cousin. Even if you're white, get a Black Planet page. I got a cousin that's been in jail, in and out of jail, since the 70s. Mm -hmm. And I've helped him out in the past. Like I said, he's been in and out of jail since the 70s. And now he's tracking me down on Facebook. Yeah. Like, nigga, you ain't following me? (laughs) I don't feel that. That you ain't ain't following back? most give you Facebook now. What's that? Most prisons will will allow you to update. No, but he's out now. Oh. But I just don't want him... Did he update his status? He got a he's in a, he's still in he got a picture of himself heart. with his shirt off and a, a fur. And, Wait, and what? He got a picture himself with his shirt off and a fur. I'm like, man, I can't fuck with you. You've been in jail he's since a, the seventies, man. You've been in jail since the seventies. I, I, you're not in my life right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're about yeah. to say. No, I. 
Facebook's more static. I just like the con- I, I appreciate the conversation. Yeah. And I still appreciate that, you know, on on Twitter. You know, so I don't mean to sound unappreciative. No. People who engage me about things, you know, someone was saying that there are two ways you can use Twitter. You can talk about what you're doing or you can talk about what you're thinking about. Right. And it's just far more interesting to talk about what you're thinking exactly. about. You know? Exactly. And, and I'm not saying you have to think about the same shit I'm thinking about. You don't have to be thinking about Syria or whatever. But whatever you're thinking about, I'm interested in it. If you're thinking about the new Meek Mills or the new ASAP Rocky, I want to hear your thoughts on it. And I don't comment on everything. You know, I don't answer everything that I get hit with, but I read it all. I'm it's, a reader. It's, it's a fast stream of consciousness. <laughs> it is. The highway and of I'm consciousness. There you go. Well, Dream, fast. once again, thank yes. you for finally coming on the okay. show. Nice to see you. Dream Hampton, Jonathan Marion, Jack, fly what? Jonathan Marion. Internet, y'all have enough fly. content for tonight? And y'all get enough fly. content? For tonight, yo, Dallas, take, this, take us out of here, man. Internet, Internet, right now, it is Thursday, March 29th. It does not stop. In a few hours, at the Reebok space, down off Delancey Street, Orchard and Rivington. All right, come through. 7 o'clock. It does not stop. Take a nap. All right, because sleep, of course, is the cousin. What are we doing a Reebok? Sleep is the cousin. A Reebok, we're going to have a, uh, we're going to show dynamic visual content. We're going to play music. We're going to um, have a good time. Come through. Nice. If you're on internet, come through. Come on through. It does not stop. It honestly come just come through again. Come through, but take a nap first. Take a nap first. Internet. Right. Matt Raz. Internets. Four hours. Uh, Three and a half. <sighs> almost four hours. Over there. Count you down. Count you down. Rip it. Matt uh, Raz. Internet is our show actuary. Count it out, man. But uh, uh, I just want to say shout out to Boss Nord, who apparently had uh, Red Lobster for the first time in his life this week. He said the Cheddar Bay biscuits were overrated. He's not really fucking with them. He, he said Popeye's biscuits are actually. Yeah. That's some Haitian shit. Come on, man. He's out of his mind. Red Lobster, Cheddar Bay biscuits, the most. But yeah, y'all motherfuckers are still stuck on Wohop. You're bugging. Y'all still I, stuck on Wohop. But anyway, I, I man, also want to uh, shout out next door Urban Latino Radio. During our show today, they Lord. were having like a push up contest. I, I, I don't know. They were having you something else. The sites we saw the internets. I know yeah. A lot of thirst going on. All right. Thirsty. Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Got to stream. This premium P. Premium P. I tell I tell you one thing that you got to be proud of is we don't have twelve to two shows anymore. I mean, because now I'm thinking like I'm sitting here like man, I'm about to like twelve to two shows. Die. Sun come up. We watch. The yeah. I mean, listen, bitch. Listen, but you know what? You never know what happens down here. Let's see, definitely shout out to NY Delight. Shout out. You know, to making NY thicker b- than b- a bringing Dream Hampton by. You know, John I mean, she was beautiful than ever. I mean, look at this dress. Look at this. The accessory game is crazy right now. A woman. Yo, and Delight, that's, that's, that's two weeks in a row you blessed us with some great guests. Mm. Two weeks Chef, in a row. Chef Roble. And he had a great. Did he have a good time last week? Yeah, but I have a question for NY Delight. Wait, 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 wait. Did he have a good time last night? He had a great time. Good. And what happened after the show? Southeast. Where did you go after the show? Went to a couple. Yeah, bots, I see you. you know. Cheating on me already, all right? I didn't it know we were in a relationship. Premium Pete, it does not stop. Yeah, you know why? And, and, and because it does tonight. not stop. And Dream Ham tonight. Thank you for that. No problem. Thank no you problem. for making I'll that happen. You brought yes. her on the night that she was supposed to be here. Yes. So thanks so much. Dream no Hampton. problem. And why delight. What's, That's what, what I do. What, what, what do we got next week? Next week. We want the internet to know next week. Who knows what we got next week? Oh, we do got. Oh, we do? I know what we got, but are we got? Um, shout out to please don't stare.com. Suave Network. We just joined. So, you know, congratulations on that. 
shout to Breezy the Kid, Debbie, a kid named Henny. Respect the shooter. Shout to Mad Fresh Daily for listening and checking in. Uh, shout to my man Carlos down in Houston, Shumanati. And Shumanati. shout to Jonathan Mannion. Mannion, I always fucked that up, but yeah, it was yeah, really yeah. good meeting him. And fuck Jonathan Mannion. Yeah, true. Yeah, pause. word up. Pause. Can we can we pause that? Pause. <laughs> hey King. I got me right hooked. Man. <laughs> <laughs> hey King, take us out of here. Quiet and shout out, shout out to Dream Hampton. Shout out to Jazz Fly. Shout out to Jonathan Mannion. Awesome, awesome guest. I mean, I can't wait to listen to the show again. Um, This is a powerful show. Internet, don't listen to this show in one hit for real. Shout out to the Combat Jack show. You know what I'm saying? Featuring Dallas Penn, the whole crew. We got another intensive four weeks coming up, coming upon us. You know what I mean? Just, just lock in. And also, just to jump in on the event tip, you know what I mean? After you, you know, fucks with that Reebok joint, make sure you step, step going, step your way down to SRB Brooklyn and, and Park Slope. That new Brooklyn spot. That new Brooklyn spot. Talk about it. PNC Radio live concert series present protect the coastline. You know, open bar, Henny, Cream. What do you call it? Cream. Shout out to Pharrell Williams. The cream. How you spell that cream? The cream you mixing. Cream? You know what I'm saying? That's Q R E A M. Damn. You know what I mean? Performing you know live. Some niggas is mixing that up. Real quick. Rasheed Chappelle, Beyond Belief, Kane Mayfield, Square Off. You know what I mean? Dougie Fresh. Songs Hosted by Combat Jack. Hosted by, well, you know, Schumann. Company Newman. man. Company man. Kid Potential. Kid Potential. And the ghost of Combat Jack. You know what I'm saying? PNC Radio.fm. It don't stop. Yo. Um, shit. Oh, wait, wait, wait. And shout out to Cell Crack the Kids, too. Shout out to Cell Crack the Kids. Shout out to SG Design. Yo, listen. To, tomorrow we have, well, today we have our, today, later on, we have at our Indisclosed location, we have our walkthrough for our upcoming live show. Like I said before, next month we will be having a live show with special guest DJ Premier. We have a live show every time. No, we no, have we will show. have a live show with a live audience. Live show with a live audience. No zombies. We, we dropped. We dropped it last week. Stay tuned. Spider- We're gonna have an audience. <laughs> live audience. You can see us live on stage Dinosaurs. with DJ with DJ Premier. Number one. Next week we're having Mexicans. a special a special commemorative mm. Combat Jack featuring Dallas Penn show. Um, our guests will be Noah Callahan, Beva, and Joe LaPuma. Whoa. They're going to be celebrating their 10 year anniversary of Complex Magazine. Whoa. We're be at the ground, ground zero of that bitch. It does not you know stop. We don't stop. I'm a little tired, but it does not fucking stop. I'm getting amped. Dream them dreams, live them dreams. Man up and live them dreams because a life without dreams is black and white. And the universe flows in Technicolor and surround town. Enough content for you bitches. Enough content. It's nothing but content. F your radio. F your radio. F your radio. F your radio. Please don't stare.